across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Hey, thank you, George. Uh, cracking show tonight. Adam Nimoy, um, director of For the Love of Spock, is going to be on in a few minutes. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> Welcome to the most ill-prepared um, radio show. Hang on a minute, let me find a song, and then we'll we'll settle down, and then we'll get our guest on. And don't worry, we know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We want. Oh dearie me! Who'd, you would have thought we'd only had 90 seconds to, to hot seat a studio, wouldn't you? Here we go. Uh, so, computer's on. This should play. Um, play song. Beautiful. In the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe fuzzy woolly toes. He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. Now hobbits are peace-loving folks, you know. They're never in a hurry and they take Slow. They don't like to travel away from home They just like to eat and be left alone But one day Bilbo was asked to go On a big adventure to the caves below To help some dwarves get back their gold That was stolen by a dragon in the days of old Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins Only three feet tall Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins Bravest little hobbit of them all. Well, he fought with the goblins. He battled a troll. He riddled with Gollum. A magic ring he stole. He was chased by wolves, lost in the forest, escaped in a barrel from the elf king's halls. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. That brave little hobbit whom we all admire Just sitting on a treasure of silver and gold Puffing on his pipe in his hobbit Ho, ho, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins He's only three feet tall Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins The bravest little hobbit of them all I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. For years, everyone thought that only William Shatner um, from the cast of Star Trek made records. No, 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 no. Lennon Nimoy had loads of albums out in the 60s. And um, I've always been fascinated with Lennon Nimoy, um, partly because I enjoyed Star Trek growing up as a kid. Partly because I saw that really weird and very, very dark remake of um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 70s with um, with um, him and um, uh, Donald Sutherland in it. It's a really bleak film. Um, and also because I'm a huge fan of a TV series called Fringe. Wonderful, 
sci-fi series that kind of slipped under the radar in this country. And Leonard Nimoy was in it as this wonderful, wizened, old, eccentric scientist who, spoiler alert, turns out to be a bad dude. And it's nice seeing Leonard playing the bad dude. Anyway, at months and months ago, I saw a, a trailer for a film called For the Love of Spock. Um, I saw it on, on, on Facebook and I thought, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I'm going to have me some of that. That looks good. Uh, And I forgot about it, completely forgot about it. And I was on Netflix the other night, and um, I could see that they put some new stuff on. I was like, right, well, let's let's have a little look and see what new stuff they've got. Lo and behold, for the love of Spock, rocked up. And um, and I sat and watched it, and it's a couple of hours, and it's an absolute joy. And and it is on Netflix, although it's also on DVD. And if, if you're thinking of Christmas presents, um, this would be an absolute corker. It is absolutely stunning. Um, and for me, there are three stories, but I'm so thrilled. This is the joy of the 21st century. I'm watching the film, and as I'm getting to the end, I looked up the film's director on Twitter, Adam Nimoy, Leonard's um, son. And I messaged him and said, um, really enjoying the film. Do you fancy coming on my show and talking about it? Adam sent me a blank reply, which I took as a positive sign that he was maybe interested. I'm so thrilled uh, that joining us now from uh, California, it's Adam Nimoy. Good evening, Adam. Hello, good evening, Ian. <laughs> it's so nice to talk to you. And, and first of all, thank you so much for what is an absolutely stunning film. I thought it was beautiful. Well done. Thank you so much. We worked very hard on it. I really appreciate that. Thank you. What was the, because I know that you started it with your dad before he passed away. What, what, what was the conversation that you had with him about how it was going to go? Well, the conversation was that uh, we uh, were aware that we were coming up on 50 years of Star Trek mm. and that I thought it would be a good idea to collaborate together to create something to celebrate those 50 years of, of Spock in particular, and that we should be making a documentary about solely about Spock uh, together, and it was something he was very enthusiastic about doing. Did he... Um, were, were there periods in his life when he considered Spock to be kind of a weight around his neck? I know his autobiography was called I Am Spock, but initially it was called I Am Not Spock, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's, it's a basically a kind of a misunderstanding because he mistitled his first autobiography in the mid-70s, mm-hmm. I Am Not Spock, and and people thought that, the fans thought that he was trying to distance himself from the character and that it was uh, uh, sort of limiting him in his career, uh, which really wasn't the case. He was simply trying to point out that there's so many people, so many fans who confuse him with Spock. Yeah. He was he was trying to clarify that he's not from Vulcan, he's from Boston. <laughs> uh, because... P- you know, we get confused. I, I get confused with my favorite characters, and uh, he was trying to simply differentiate himself as an actor playing the role, uh, not in any way dissing Spock or putting him down yeah. or even complaining about being limited by the role of Spock. But the uh, and, and he has apologized, by the way, for mistitling his book. He had apologized the rest of his professional career for the misunderstanding. Um, there's, there's one, I mean, there's so many wonderful scenes and I'm not going to, you know, spoil all of them, but, but one of the scenes, we we talked about this film, um, yesterday on the show and someone called in and they picked a bit that I thought was absolutely magical. There's that wonderful outtake from Star Trek, the original series, when, um, Spock is sat in the captain's chair and he asks for something and, um, the whole crew pull a prank on him and the doors behind him open 
and you walk out as, what, I'm guessing eight years old, you walk out dressed as Spock with the ears, with the suit on and everything, and hand him whatever it is he's, he's asked for. And it was just such a beautiful moment. And it was so funny and charming. It, it must have been um, amazing being on the Star Trek set as a kid and watching all this magic happen. Yeah, I mean, I was very much, uh, I was nine years old at the time and uh, very aware of what they were doing. I was a big TV, you know, kid, consumer, and uh, watching Lost in Space, which came out a year earlier, uh, and I just, I loved it. Right away, I was so taken with the show and the sets and the and the costume, the, the makeup, the wardrobe, what Dad was doing. Uh, you know, I, I, I really tried to... Um, yeah, I've maintained ever since that I really am the first Trekkie or Trekker, as it were, <laughs> because I was there on the set. That that piece of film was shot in July of of '66. This is almost two months before the show wow. even aired. Wow, fantastic! So, uh, yeah, I love the experience. I was old enough to really appreciate it, and I'm really grateful that I had that experience. What I enjoyed about your film, for me, Adam, there are kind of three stories going on. There's the story of Spock from the from you know from its creation with G Roddenberry and the series and then the movies and and all of that there's there's the story of um Leonard Nimoy his you know his kind of background and um you know his trials and tribulations but for me as someone who who had a a, a difficult relationship with my dad who's now passed away the third the third story the story between you and your dad and um it wasn't an easy relationship, was it? And you, you kind of don't shy away from that. I was, I was impressed with the honesty you had about the difficulties that you and Leonard had communicating. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. The, uh, the movie now in its current form is these three stories at work. When I was working on the film with my dad, he made it very clear he wanted it to be all about Spock. Uh, from beginning to end, because he did not, this was not the Leonard Nimoy show. He was not trying to blow his own horn. He was a man of great humility, mm. and and he was going to help me produce it and even maybe narrate it, and we were, it was all going to be about Spock. But after he passed away uh, in the spring of last year, the outpouring of emotion, not only for the loss of Spock, but for the loss of this great artist, Leonard Nimoy, made it clear that I needed to include his life and legacy as well. And as we continued into production on the film, more and more people came out and said, I needed to include my own story, my own perspective, because yeah. I was there at the beginning, and that would make the story unique. So I, I was willing to do that uh, in because we had ended on a very good note in our relationship. Yeah. We had reconciled. We were very close. Uh, otherwise, I might not have really gone into the ups and downs of being his son. Um, but the issue really became how much do we tell, and that for that I had to rely a lot on our production staff and and friends and family in the industry who who could help me gauge because it's not a tell all. It is no. not keeping up with the Kardashians. No, it's no. not reality TV. Um, but uh, at the same time, it is an honest account. I think to the extent that we tell it of my relationship with my dad. And 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 that. You know, I, I think, because there might be some people who go, I don't want to watch a film about Spock. Um, but I, I'm, I'm trying to get across the humanity that is that is in this film. It isn't just about a science fiction series. There is this, you know, I mean, <laughs> I love it. He got annoyed because you became a deadhead, you know, following the Grateful Dead around. Uh, yeah, that was definitely a part of my uh, <laughs> my upbringing in the in the early seventies when I was a teen and and you know on my own a lot. My dad was simply yeah. not around. He was working so much, so I was I'm kind of growing up under you know the watchful eye of my mother, who was very uh, lenient and mm. 
And I was oftentimes taking off and, and running around mostly the state of California chasing the Grateful Dead, um, <laughs> and which was fine. It was fun. I was still, you know, doing well in school, yeah. I, you know, but the, but it's just that lifestyle and the rebelliousness of it uh, brought me into a, a, a conflict with my dad when he started to spend more time at home and focus more on, um, on what was happening at home. Um. How creepy is that version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers? That is a dark film. I, yeah, it is a dark film. I just think it's it's excellent. Yeah. Uh, the remake, it's, it's Philip Kaufman, uh, who did the right stuff. Uh, he's just a fabulous filmmaker, and um, I, I love it. I love uh, Donald Sutherland is in oh, it, great. and uh, Brooke Adams, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Veronica Cartwright, uh, and it's just a, a fabulous, uh, crafted uh, reworking of the original, uh, uh, you know, feature. And I, I, I was there for a lot of it because I was at school in Berkeley, California, which is just across the bay from yeah. San Francisco where it was shot. So uh, it was a great experience to see it coming together. I think Dad was loved uh, the experience of working with those actors and working with Phil Kaufman. Um, it is dark. It is a sort of cynical, but it's just so well done. Oh, I and, saw that uh, as a kid. And I, must have, to watch. I must have been about 12 when I saw that, and it scared the crap out of me. You know, the, yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's just wonderful. And it was the first time, I think, that I'd seen um, your father out of, out of um, you know, the, the Spock character. And it was, it was a revelation. And it shouldn't be, but we, you know, we, we we sit and watch TV, and we think that the people in, on the screen are, are those people. Um, of what a broad range of of characters he could play, and I know he did lots of theatre as well in the states, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. During that decade, um, he had done about twelve plays um, all over uh, uh, the U.S., and um, it was a really challenging time for him in a very. Uh, he really kind of grew into his own as an artist, and uh, he loved being in live theater. Uh, he w- really was kind of stretching his acting ability and, you know, moving on from Spock and the roles he played in Mission Impossible, the TV series, for two years. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was great to travel around during the summer with him and watch him perform. Uh, he was just fabulous. Um, I've just had a text, Adam. The way this works, I've got a screen and people can text in while they're talking. And they're saying, is it true that it's Leonard Nimoy driving the car in the Bangles video of Liverpool? I've no, I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, in fact, it is true. Uh, the, the video was directed by Susanna Haas is in the Bangles. And, yeah. and uh, she's an old family friend. Her mother was directing oh. the video. And, and her mother and uh, her, her parents and my parents were very good friends in the in the late 50s, early 60s, and, and then they asked that he would participate in this video, and he said yes. Um, it must have been tough as a kid, though, because he, he became very, I mean, very, very famous. You know, went from being a jobbing actor to being, you know, in everybody's households in, in, in America and around the world, you know, kind of um, from episode one of Star Trek. Um, just at a really important age for you. You mentioned you were nine years old, and um, I, I get the impression from the film that you and your sister, um, you felt a little bit left out. You kind of got pushed to the sideline, and the career took over. You talk about that your your family time at the time at the weekends was um, helping him answer his fan mail. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just kind of an occupational hazard. It, it, it's true of anybody who is in a career that is so demanding. I mean, when you're making a TV show, 
and you have so much makeup, you're on the set from 6.30 in the morning until 7 o'clock at night. It's a 12-hour day, sometimes longer. So it's just a part of, uh, of you know, the job, it, and it's something that we had to uh, adjust our lives to. Um, but it is something that we have no remorse about, we have no yeah. regret about. Um, yeah. We would do it again, all over again, if, if given the choice. Uh, and the good news is that the last uh, uh, few years of my father's the last five years, really, he was he moved everything around. He changed everything around. And his priorities were much different. His mm. family was number one, and so we were really lucky to have that uh, that part of him and and to and the closeness and the time with him um, and the ability to for me and him to reconcile one another. So mm. everything worked out well in the end for us. Yeah, it is the 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 ending of the ending of that story. That's a strange phrase when you're talking about people's lives. But there, there, and I don't, I'm not going to spoil too much of the film. But there are some incredibly sad moments, or one particular sad moment when um, when you lose your wife. Um, that um, that seemed to be the, the 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 key that unlocks the relationship between you and your father again. And he he he, he suddenly, it, what I get from the film, um, he suddenly became much more approachable and and became a dad again. Yeah, well, there was a series of events um, that led to the reconciliation. First and foremost was that we both decided to go into recovery um, and mm. and from drugs and alcohol. Uh, that was a big factor in us reconciling with one another. Um, and it kind of set the stage, uh, at, you know, and then um, my mother's passing uh, happened in 2011. Uh, and we were he was very supportive and very loving and very helpful during that period. And shortly thereafter, yes, my wife was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and my father was uh, very much there for me and um, and my best friend during a very difficult period. And uh, I really needed him and relied on him, and he was there. Um, just going back one little bit, sorry. I got, is, is it true that a teen magazine, instead of printing the Leonard Nimoy or the Star Trek fan club address, they gave your home address? That is true. <laughs> love it. Yeah, we 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 got a copy of this magazine. I remember distinctly, and we were reading it in horror <laughs> as we saw our our home address printed in the. Ma- it was a very popular magazine, sixteen yeah. magazine, very popular yeah. among us kids to find out what was going on with all our TV stars and 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 uh, music stars and you know and movie stars. Uh, it was just a great magazine. And there was our home address. And then we had to deal with the mail problem and the fans coming by. <laughs> I love it. And this film is such a joy because it's full of, of delicious little, you know, bits like that. And, and it's great. One, one, one thing that really grabbed me and it's kind of inspired me. When my boys are nearly seven and five and when they're a bit older, I'm going to do this. That letter he wrote you in was it 1972 when I think you were you were kind of estranged or the estrangement was beginning, and he writes this very mature letter trying to explain his relationship with his dad and how that might impact on his relationship with you. Right. Yeah. That's a great letter to have, and 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 I imagine a, a you know a brave letter to include in the film and a brave letter for a dad to write as well. Well, the interesting about the thing about the letter, Ian, it, it was written in '73 when I was 17, right. and um, and and it was during this period when we were having so much trouble as a teenager. When I was 
you know, running around chasing the Grateful Dead. But uh, the interesting thing about the letter was I didn't know it existed until December, until a year ago I oh. found it. Oh, I didn't um, know that. And, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Wow. I, I didn't remember it at all. I just was going through a bunch of old letters yeah. uh, that I had collected, and that letter popped out, and it was so uh, fortuitous mm-hmm. that it came at the right time. And we and it's important to the film because it yeah. gives his perspective on our relationship because I don't have that because I don't have him. Yeah. So it it gives voice to his point of view of what was going on with us, and I think it's a, a very powerful element of the film. One one of the things I like is a lot of the interviews people people interviewing because um, obviously you're directing it and you're asking the questions. And uh, sometimes when you watch talking heads about people um, that have passed, there's a there's a little element of coldness, but a lot of them say your dad they refer to him as your dad well when i first met your dad and your dad did this and it just adds a real humanity to the film and boy oh boy adam there are some shots in there where you didn't half look like him oh well yeah i hope so <laughs> i mean really uh, we, yeah we were very lucky you know with the interviews i mean everybody wanted to participate and uh and we just got i think we got a really a lot of great material yeah. from people who really help sustain the film. It's the original cast from Star Trek, the new cast from Star Trek, uh, and family and friends. And I just, um, I think we've just got really lucky with the elements with this film. I had a very good production staff helping me put it together. A lot of things to go through, a lot of material. Um, but I, I, we worked really hard on it, and the reaction seems to be so good. But I think a lot of it is, is these interviews that yeah, we had. Yeah. Um, listen, it's on Netflix. People can watch it on Netflix. But, 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 Christmas is coming up. And I'm just thinking, if you, you know, that it's out on DVD. What are the extras on the DVD, Adam? What other bits will we see that we can't get on, on Netflix? There's a lot of extras. There's uh, behind the scenes of my appearance on Big Bang Theory uh, of, of, uh, from last year. There is a short documentary I made with my dad on his life in Boston, growing up in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, there is a little uh, trivia quiz uh, show from Jason Alexander from Seinfeld because uh, oh, yeah. he's a he's a Star Trek aficionado. Yeah. Um, you can get all the extras on that. You get the extras on on an iTunes download if you get iTunes oh, okay. there. Yeah, um, it's on Blu-ray. It's on DVD. If people need information on how to find it, we have a website for the loveusbach dot com. They yeah. can find us. Or our Facebook page. We're 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 out there, and there's uh, a lot of great extras to be had with the film and uh, i'm just hoping more people in the uk enjoy it yeah well i'll I'll tweet all those links adam honestly mate it is it is such a um i was laughing i I was i had a few tears and a few bits it's it's such an enjoyable movie what next for you adam what what, what's the next project well we're actually i'm with the same production company uh here in in hollywood and we're working on a deep space nine documentary beautiful uh, Deep Space is the uh, the second spin-off of the yeah. Star Trek series. It, it went on for seven years, and uh, as we've been traveling around the world, really with the Star Trek, with the uh, For Love of Spock film, um, we've become very aware of the popularity of Deep Space Nine. I've met a lot of people on the cast who are lovely, really wonderful people, and uh, there seems to be a hunger and desire for more films related to Star Trek. So that's where our focus is at the moment. Adam. Um... Thank you again for the film. I wish you the very best of luck with that and, and all your future projects. Have a lovely Christmas, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it.
You're very welcome, Ian. Thank you so much for inviting me, and happy holidays to you. Live long and prosper to you and all your fans. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. What a nice bloke. Honestly, I cannot rave about that film enough. It's just such a joy. Such a joy. If you're a fan of Star Trek or or sci-fi, you'll love it. But if you're a fan, it's not all about that. If you're a fan of just good stories, man, it's incredible. And if you you had a screwed up relationship with your dad like I did, then you'll enjoy it as well. Because it's all in there. And this letter that he wrote to Adam in about 1972, 73, oh, it's, it's wonderful. You know, I just thought, I thought, Adam, I should let you know um, how difficult my, or what my relationship with my father was like. Um, I really recommend it. It's on Netflix, you can, so you can watch it for free. But um, if you're thinking of uh, a Christmas present for someone, get the, get the DVD or the Blu-ray of that. Honestly, it's such a good film. Such a good film. Wasn't he nice? And he said, live long and prosper at the end. <laughs> All right, onwards and upwards, dear listener. The show continues. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Late nights with Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ed, what are you doing? Can't hear you. That, mic- that microphone is on. Period two. There we go. No, can't hear you. No, go into that one. Hello. There, you we, there we go. Okay. So what, what is going on here? Wagwan, Wagwan. Now, now you've turned him off, Kath. Put that one back on. You put in. No. That bit. Hello. Yes. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yes. So what what I've tried to do yes is we're trying to get the Facebook live stream going yes but we're doing through the Facebook listeners talk radio, talk radio listeners. listeners page yeah we thought so, it'd be nice for those guys to have some of uh, this sharing the love and all but that but you've you've muffed up well my phone has it's oh. um it's getting to that point where my phone's probably about to die and hey, it's time for a new one you're not going to do a CeeLo Green are you and by that I mean have the phone explode not the other thing <laughs> um. It depends if the insurance company is listening. No, okay. no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest anything like that. Okie dokie. Well, could you hurry up and do it? I'm dealing with it. Okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. It's a phone-in show, unlike any other phone-in show, in that you can call in about absolutely anything you want, dear listener. Um, someone just phoned in to complain they got cut off yesterday. What? I mean, everyone gets cut off at some point. I, I, Catherine tried to explain it to me. I didn't understand it. So if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. 0344 499 1000. Have you got that um, audio, Catherine, bleeped? The, um, you're doing it now. The, um, uh, there is a brilliant... Well, there are two videos that have gone viral recently. Um, one is... And we'll play, we'll play both of them throughout the night. One is the, um, the, the, the gentlemen um, who are getting kicked off a Delta Airways flight. Um, because they said something in a foreign word. We'll play that later, because it's incredible. Um, The other one is hilarious. It's this... It's a little bit rude. I'll warn you that. It's a little bit rude. It's um, a fella being told by the police to turn his Christmas lights off. Have you seen it, Ed? 
Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you're so, you're so professional. You're nodding. I was, I was in my auto mode. We're listening in this. If you're in a, if you're in my studio, you gotta speak. Um, it, it, it's absolutely brilliant. It is. Um, the police go round to a gentleman's house and um, demand he takes down some external Christmas lights. If you've not seen it, it's brilliant. If we were the other place, we'd put it on our website and drive everyone there. But we're not the other place. So instead, we're going to play you the audio a bit later on. But there's one um, there's one bad swear in it. So we're going to bleep the bad swear. Um, and the rest we think we can just about get away with. 0344 499 1000. Jamie! All right, mate. Hello, Jamie. Um, I'm, I've just um, come through to the show. Yes. I haven't, I haven't been listening, but um, I usually hey, ring on, on a happy note. Yes. But I thought I'd ring in to talk about stopping drinking. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, you've mentioned earlier on previous shows about like um, people using medication to stop drinking. Yes. Uh, I used medications to stop drinking, and it worked pretty successfully. Right. But did you start yeah. drinking again? I did start drinking again. Right. So it didn't work brilliantly, but did it? I know oh, it did completely work brilliantly. It, it, I, I started drinking again in a, in a controlled manner. Oh yeah. But um, sorry, I'm a bit nervous. Don't about be nervous, man. Go on, go on. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. You tell me what you, you tell me what you want to tell me. Go on. I'll shut up. I just thought I remember a guy calling in called um, Ian Lee. Sorry. Yes. Do you remember Lee? Um, and he would always say that he didn't have anybody, any reason to, to stop drinking. I, I vaguely remember. I do get a little bit hazy with all the different callers. But go on, let's let's assume I do, yeah. Well, I just thought um, it was, it, there was a drug called Camprazole. Yeah. And I took that and and I had weekly weekly meetings with a key worker. Yeah. And I thought it was really, really successful. I was prescribed prescribed it for three to six months, yeah. and um, and then after the, after the three months, I decided to um, have controlled drinking, as they say. But um, I just thought I'd, I'd let you and your listeners know. How long have you been doing the controlled drinking for? Um, two two months. So I'd stopped drinking for six months. Yeah. And then, and how many times you've been completely uh, bladdered on the controlled drinking? Um, about twice. Wow, only twice in eight weeks. Yeah. Did you intend to get completely bladdered? Yeah. That was your intention. Yeah. Why did you intend to do that when you know that in the past... And I'm not... I'm, I'm just asking. You don't have to no, answer. No, no, that's fine. Why did you intend to get completely drunk when you know in the past you've had issues with alcohol? Do you, do you think you're fixed now? Because I, I felt comfortable with why I was doing it. Right. Okay. Because, well, the, the two times were just going out on, on the mess with... Um, a family, sorry, 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 right. and and want and want to carry on in the morning, yeah. and 
I, I just knew the consequences. I identified the consequences in the morning when, um, yeah, I knew that that wasn't the right, the kind of right thing to do. I think, kind of, I, I, th- I, I think personally, the, the drugs didn't really have that much to do with it, and it was the counselling. Right. But, but those, those options are open to yeah, everybody. Yeah. Those options are there. How old are you, Jamie? And, 33. Right. Um, well, I hope it's worked. Yeah, I mean, and if people don't want to stick to stick to it, they, those options are there for, for it's re- recovery. There's recovery um, places in in every every borough and um, around, around around England, and they're they're really 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 great. And the counselling services that yeah. people provide there second to none. And if you fall off the wagon or whatever. People, people, um, well, imagine if there was a way where you didn't fall off the wagon. Yeah, I mean, well, that would be great as well. But yeah. there is, though. Yeah, there is a way to do it without falling off the wagon. I'm sure there is. Yeah, I tell you what, Jamie. I I hope that what you're. T- I hope you're right and that you're fixed. But there's a little bit of me that's just, I'm a bit cynical about these drugs to stop drinking. I'm a little bit cynical about them because I, of... Well, so, so was I. And, yeah. I. and personally, I don't think it is the drugs. Right. I think it was the counselling yeah. that, that was the main thing. But they're there just as, I, I guess, as a bit of a placebo. But the, But at the same time... Well, th- th- those it, drugs they, aren't. They those, are, those aren't the drugs. Aren't as a placebo. Those are, those drugs are drugs. They're there to stop you drinking. What is it? If you if you start drinking, you puke up. It are they the drugs? No, 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 no. Um, they they offer three different types, and one uh, one is that which um, I, I can't remember what the the name of that drug is, but that's that's that, that's a, a horrendous one. I think that's a kind of street drinking yeah. level or people that are on like heavy spirits dependency but um the one the one that i was on was just to get away sorry i said that in the beginning um the one that i was taking was just to take away cravings yeah all right well listen I, it, I hope it's worked well yeah i mean yeah, so far <laughs> well good but i just thought i'd let Nice one. And let people on your show now. Thank oh. you, Jamie. I appreciate that a lot, mate. Nice one. Have a nice Christmas. Cheers, mate. Ta ta. Um, <clears throat> good luck. Good luck to him. Let's hope that's worked, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, I, I've been saying this all week, and la- the last two shows we've had the busiest shows um, that we've had for ages. But 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 as we get closer to Christmas, the number of calls drop off, guys. It is a known phenomenon, dun, 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 dun. particularly this week, because um, everybody will be out at Christmas parties and whatnot. So if you've ever considered calling in, now would be an excellent time to call in. Why? Well, we ain't got no calls um, and we might not get any calls for the rest of the show or even the rest of the week. Oh, no, uh, I've still got one more golden ticket to give away, which um, we can uh, put up for grabs this evening. If you want to come to the New Year's Eve show, uh, Saturday, the 31st of December, 
Uh, nine till one o'clock. Got to be able to make your own way here. There won't be any cabs. It's New Year's Eve in London. Um, then you can uh, phone up. You can have it. It's as simple as that. Otherwise, we'll give it away on uh, the Devil's Network Twitter. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. If you want to um, give me a call, Evan. Hi, Ian. Hey, Evan. How you doing? Hi, good. Thanks. Can I, I'm going to speak to my team. Team, can I get some tissues, please? I need to blow my nose. I've got this stinking cold, Evan, and it is mm. doing my nutting. I had a cold two weeks ago. Hey, God. When are they going to find a cure? Stop looking for cures for other diseases. We want a cure for the cold, guys. That's what we want. But it, I don't think we're ever going to get one. I've called in about... I watched a film tonight. Oh, yes. Which was very interesting. Was it an adult film? It was a documentary. Oh. No. No. It was my Scientology movie. Oh, the Louis Theroux thing? Yeah. What did you you make of it? It was very interesting, but very thought-provoking. Yes. It provokes your thoughts. Yeah. I like Louis Theroux. My favourite bit in it, though was the bit when he's in that motel and then that woman in the bikini comes in. Yeah. That was weird, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I-, I liked it. I did enjoy it a lot, and I think Louis Theroux is brilliant. Who am I to criticise one of the greatest documentary makers of our time? But, 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 I did... It, it became apparent quite early on that he hadn't got anywhere close to the Scientologists. Hmm. So it felt to me that there was a considerable amount... Uh, a significant amount of padding in the film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't yes, really I like all the the reconstructions and all that bit. I only got to hear about him because one of my favourite producers did it, Simon Chen. Simon Chen? Yeah, he was the producer of the oh, film. I don't know him. What um, else has he done? Searching for Sugar Man. Oh, Sugar Man! It's a great film, that. Because I actually met him on a course. Oh, did you really? And we had a, yeah, and we had a Q&A on Searching for Sugar Man. No! For those who don't know, Searching for Sugar Man, right, there's this guy, and about 1968, he recorded these um, this couple of albums, and they didn't sell... Go and watch the film yourselves, you slackers. <laughs> You absolute slackers. Yeah, I watched... I watched. Doc- I mean, Sugar Man is, is a masterpiece. And I watch documentaries like that, and um, I don't know how people do it. There's so much work involved. And I've got all these ideas for documentaries and films and stuff, and then I just think, ah, it's too much hard work. And he was saying how most of it was shot on his iPhone because he was running out of his budget and... Which one? Sugar Man was shot on, on yeah, an iPhone? Yeah, Sugar Man. Shot on an iPhone? Yeah. I, do you know, that rings a bell. I think I'd read that before, actually. Did it make you sick? Did it make you sick? Talented people. What are we going to do with them? Chuck them off a cliff. All talented people, let's chuck them off a cliff. Um, oh, no, hang on. In that case, we'll just be left with uh, angry podcasters. No, no, no. Let's keep the talented people for crying out loud. We need as much talent... And uh, um, uh, as much uh, luck and as much love. Now, Devon. 
Yes. You are one of the golden ticket holders. Yes. You are coming to the New Year's Eve show. Yeah. Um, don't forget, there won't be any cabs, guys. I keep telling people, it, I know it's London, but it'll be one o'clock on, a, on New Year's Day. There will not be any cabs around. I think Ubers are going. <laughs> yeah, all right, Eben, good luck with that. But when me and Kath drive off and your Uber says it'll be an hour and 40 minutes, good luck. I was actually going to book it, like, in a week's Ooh, advance, like, and then... I like your style. Uber, I, I don't know, Uber's a new thing, so it might be all right with Uber. On the, I don't know. I don't know. I just know it'll be expensive and it'll be tricky. But, 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 what I'm going to do, the only plan I've got for the show so far is I'm going to bring in a crappy little record player that I can plug... Um, it's got a socket at the front, so I can plug where I normally plug my computer in. I'm going to plug my record player in. And I am going to ask, and this might be difficult for you because you're a young man, tough, deal with it. I'm going to ask everybody who's coming in to bring a record that means something to them. And it's got to be a record, and it can't be an MP3, and it can't be a CD. I could have a rummage through a pile of my dad's record collection. Beautiful, yeah. You've got to bring a record that means something to you. He's got a pile of Frank Zappa records. Oh, yeah. Well, mate, <laughs> you, 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 I, I'm not going to influence you. You decide what you want to bring, my friend, and we, we okay. will play some of it um, on, on the New Year's Eve show. How's about them apples? That sounds great. Nice one, Eben. Thank you, mate. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Have we got that audio? Have we got it? Where, where, where have you sent it? You need to... I can't read your lips. Why don't you just come on the microphone and tell me, because... Email. You've emailed it to me. Oh, la, la, c'est si bon. Um, here we go. All right. Well, we'll, I tell you, we'll, do it, we'll do it after 11. Because it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The coppers go around. You might have seen the clip on YouTube. But it, it, it warrants... Um, a play on uh, on the radio where the coppers go around and have a go at this bloke for having a Christmas decorations that um, <laughs> that, that people have complained about. It's absolutely brilliant. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. Uh, you can also watch us this evening. We're streaming on Facebook, but we're streaming on the Talk Radio listeners page run by a bloke called Lee who's an all-round good egg. I think we've got it up and running. It's kind of an experiment. Um, normally when we stream on Facebook, we've got a, a, a very flash camera that's stuck to a microphone with a bit of gaffer. Um, but this we're having to stream on my phone. So it's kind of an... Ex- Eggs! You've got to turn it off! I've not logged into the Wi-Fi! My data! My data! Oh, flipping it. I'm glad I remembered that. I knew I was talking for a reason... Call my data. Turn it off. I'll I'll set up another one. My data. My data. That's my data gone, isn't it? That's all my data. On GifGaff, isn't it? So, um, the data. Don't worry. I'll, I'll um, uh, all my data has disappeared as a direct result of that. Well, these things happen. These things happen. Oh uh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hey, I saw a friend of mine today. Um, uh, a guy who I used to work with at the other place, and I'm not seen him for over a year because we've not. There we go, Ed. I've I've, I've logged in. If you want to, um, 
rig it up again, then uh, you can rig it up again, because that's all good now. Um, my mate Justin, who I used to work with at the other place, the J-Dog. And uh, we haven't seen each other since I left the other place. So it's over a year ago. It's 13 months f- uh, since I've seen him. And um, we met, and the reason we've not seen, we've spoken a bit on the phone and texted each other a bit. Like, we were never, you know, close, close friends, but we were, we, we were, we were pals. And um, we just hadn't arranged to meet before because it, it's difficult, isn't it? When you leave a job with a cloud over you, um, kind of go uh, acknowledging people from uh, that place. It can be a little. Are you doing it on there now? So you've used up all my data for nothing. No, we figured out a way to do it. Now. I'm going to figure out a way to um, put my boot up your ass in a minute. Do you want to do that to leave that boot to leave. Yes, because you can go. Yeah, please do. All my data. All my data. My fault for being an absolute idiot. Absolute idiot. But it's when you leave a place that um, and you leave it under a cloud, it can be hard to kind of um, keep in touch with your friends there. So we, we kind of didn't see each other. And then last week, Dealey sent me a text saying, do you fancy meeting up for a burger before Christmas? <laughs> Boom. I was in. Uh, and so we met in the delightful um, town of Uxbridge, of all places. Uxbridge. There's a place. It's like, uh, Dilly described it brilliantly. It's like Luton with um, an underground stop in it. It really is. Um, it really <laughs> It really is a strange, strange place. Um, but it was kind of midway uh, between the two of us. So we went and did that. And um, we had some delicious burgers. And there's me trying to lose weight. And we went and had these... these there's all You get all these, um, like, poncy burger places now, don't you? Um, you with the posh burger places. I mean, these were served on a plate, so that was something. But you get all these posh burger places. I'm not talking five guys. I've never been in five guys. But... Um, you get these fancy burger places, and they do all, all, all kind of, you know, just... Uh, when did it become a thing to put a burger in a brioche? Who is that? What's wrong with just a bap? Well, why can't you just have a burger in a bap? What, what's the problem with that? And you get your milkshakes and your malts and all of that kind of stuff. So we just sat there and, and totally pigged out for an hour and a half. I mean, massively. And then we went to pay, and the woman said, oh, no, we don't, the credit, the machine's broken. So... It's cash only. We didn't have any cash. And we said, well, um, this is slightly awkward as we haven't got any uh, any money. Um, and she kind of looked at us suspiciously because we did look... I mean, Justin does look like a very suspicious gentleman. Um, but we managed to charm her into uh, letting us go and uh, get some cash. So it was all very nice. And then we popped off to Balcony Shirts, the home of the ironic T-shirt, um, and uh, bullied uh, bullied Scott. Anyway, dear listener, 0344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, if you don't want to give us a call, it's all groovy, man. It's all groovy. We'll just sit here and um, witter away about whatever takes our fancy, shall we? I'm still... I'm still flirt. Sorry for sniffing. I'm still flirting with this idea of knocking Twitter on the head because... You know, I was talking yesterday about there was a load of abuse being directed to Brendan Cox, the uh, widower of Joe Cox, on Twitter. And um, 
there's abuse. I mean, I'm getting abuse on there from a couple of people. The the the, the gentleman that um that, that phoned in pretending to be Andy, a bloke called Alex, and and, and somebody else. Uh, and the abuse is is uh, is kind of relentless. Andy's not, but Alex isn't bothering me in the slightest. Actually, I find it I find it quite funny. But um, there's just so much abuse on there, and maybe it's me. Maybe I'm an abuse magnet because different people have different experiences with it. Different people have have positive experiences. I mean, I got in touch with Adam Nimoy on there, so there's a bonus. But I've deleted all my tweets, most of them. Um, most of them are gone, and um, I'm trying to only post positive things on there. But enough difficult, isn't it? It's really difficult to just post positive things on it. Now, of course, that's not Twitter's fault necessarily. That a lot of that is down to me. A lot of that is my, um, I don't know, faulty wiring in my brain or. You know, the, the, my reaction to what's going on around me. I don't know. But I, I would love to be able to get rid of it. Just say thank you, goodbye. Why am I still on there? I'll tell you why I'm still on there. I'm still on there because I'm on a newish radio show on a newish radio station. And that with the click of a button, I can tell 51,000 people that my show is on, what time my show is on, <clears throat> and if I'm doing live shows, where they can get tickets to see the live shows. So it's all, you know, it's kind of handy for that, but... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Does the meanness outweigh the positivity of Twitter? And, and, and the attacks on Brendan Cox are still going on today. Brendan Cox, his wife got murdered six months ago, yeah? You know? He's about to have his first Christmas, um, him and his kids, without his missus. That guy, yeah! That guy! And, um... Yet people feel quite comfortable to go on there and say mean things. I mean, people on there say mean things about me, about my mental health and calling me cuckoo and mad and, you know, all of that stuff. And, um... Do we just hand it over to the... Uh, I don't like the term alt-right. I, I prefer the term arseholes. Do we just hand it over to the arseholes um, and let them have it as their playground? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I keep... I mean, to bore you with this, and Dana and, and, and John, I'll, um, I'll come to you in a bit. I'll, I'll come to you after the uh, news. And I, I, I don't know why I'm sharing this stuff with you. I'm, I'm probably sharing it with you so I can try and get a little bit of clarity uh, myself about what I want to do with it and how I want to deal with it. It's very strange. I know lots of you don't use Twitter, so all of this is meaningless to you, huh? Anyway, another two hours to go, dear listener. Do you want to call in? We've got Dana, we've got John, we've got Alan. Um, and you could join that unholy roll call of names. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with the Inley. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. This is Ian Lee. This is Late Night with uh, with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000. And I dedicate the show this evening 
to everybody who does a podcast from their nana's spare room. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club. Dedicated to the one I love. I've been cursed by your wicked kiss. Once felt it's forever missed. Forever missed. I'm a member of the Haters Club. And I'm hating every minute of me without you, you without me. Give me some. Give me some of that misery. That misery. I'm a high hater. I run with the best like a fader. And the witch of the west. Poisoning apples to make you ill. Like cruel and I'll set you up for the kill. It's such a twisted state of bliss. Speech here on Talk Radio 0344 499 1000. It's a radio show unlike any other radio show, in as much as I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, what should we do about all their Muslims? Give me a call now. I'm not going to do that. Or, How scared are you after the terror attacks in Germany? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Or, was comedy better in the olden days? I'm not going to do that. Because, well, why would you? You can get that stuff anywhere else. This is something new, something different, and something that, and I'll be the first one to say, might not work. It might not work. I'm going to sit here 
and I'm just going to chat, and I'm going to throw stuff at the wall, and some stuff will stick at the wall, and some stuff will fall straight to the floor. And isn't that beautiful? Because if you want to do the things about the um, Muslims and hate and fear and all of that, you can. Every other radio station right now is doing it. And you know what? Sometimes we might do it. Sometimes. But imagine trying to create something that's new and unique, um, that only intelligent people will understand and be able to grasp. That's you, dear listener. Um, and may not work. Bits of it won't work. If everything you do is a success, well, then you're not going to learn nothing. You're just going to keep doing the same stuff over and over again. So I've got a list of stories to um, go through in the newspapers that we might go through or we might not. Um, But you're welcome to call in about anything you want. We won't turn anybody away. Well, we might turn a couple of idiots away. I don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Now let me play you this clip because this is absolutely brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant, right? So this is um, um, was this in Blackpool? Was this where it came from? Anyway, it's, it's been doing the rounds online. Right? It's a very funny video. It's the police. You've got to listen carefully because it's the police going round to a guy's house to tell him. He's got to take down a couple of the Christmas lights that are outside his house on the wall. Now, the guy, it's being filmed on, on a mobile phone by the guy whose lights they are, okay? So you've got to listen really carefully. His voice is very loud because at the start he's looking out of his bedroom window and the voice of the police officers is very, very quiet. So my suggestion is turn the radio up a bit, put your headphones on if you can, pay close attention. It, it's two minutes and seven seconds long, okay? Uh, and it is worth making the effort to, to listen to what is said. Right, here we go. Hello? What for? Offensive wording on here. Where? On your wall. Offensive? Yeah. How's it offensive? That looks like a penis. That's like a bell and that says end. <laughs> right. So people are taking offence to it. Who is? I'll just switch it off. You're going to knock my door in yeah. to, so, so, to, yeah. to make me take these down? Right. What for, for Christmas lights? Well, I'll switch them off. All right. There you go. I'm not taking the lights down. It's too late to take them down. It's Christmas. Well, that's not very bell. Christmassy, is it? What a bell with the with the word end on it. <laughs> and the picture of a cock. It's not a cock. Yes, it is a cock. It isn't. Right. Well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> it's not a cock. I've been complaining, so you either take the lights down or I'll lock you up and I'll take them down myself. <laughs> really? Yes. Are you joking, no, me? I'm not. That bell is festive. Yeah, right, I'll, I'll have that. The bell's festive. Right. The way it's been displayed and what you're inferring is not festive at all, is what? it? What? Bell what? You've got a picture or a, an so, of a penis. So, the, the word, bell the so word a bell with the word end, what? Is that offensive? The penis is offensive. Right, well, so I can have the others up. The bell and no, you can't. Why? <laughs> you just put Merry Christmas up like everybody else. Well, because I had the word oh, end up before. I know you did. And then I, I put lol up. Was that offensive? Is, is lol offensive? No, not at all. 
So I can have low. Yeah, of course you can. So I can't have bell, a, a bell with the word end on the end. It's a mushroom. It's not a mushroom. It is a mushroom. It's a mushroom. It's a penis. Well, I'm dyslexic, so I can't really tell. <laughs> That's from the Blackpool Gazette. The Blackpool Gazette have got that video, and it's done the rounds, and well played to them for getting their hands on it. It is absolutely hilarious. I'm dyslexic, so I can't tell the difference between a mushroom and a penis. Come on. Absolute player. It is, it is a penis. Absolute player. Can you try and find that guy, Kath? Have a look, see if you can find him, because wouldn't it be great to have a little word with him and find out? Well, I don't know why he's done it. It is a penis made out of lights, and then the picture of a bell, and then it says end, right? Um, that is that is rude, isn't it? That is obviously rude. Doing it for a reason. Doing it for a reason. Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. I love that. I love that. Uh, right, let's take some phone calls, shall we? John! John, hiya. You're John. Yeah, John, John Baker from Archway in North London. That's that's great, John. Just a few more um, grid references and I'll be able to locate you and assassinate you. Okay, assassinate me? Oh, well, I'm in 19. I live on a certain uh, area yes. that supports a red team, but I'm not part of the red team. OK, you're not part of the red team. Are you part of a blue team? No. Oh. Damn, damn not. No, 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 no. Part of a nuts team, though. John, you've called in this evening. What what part of the show has grabbed your attention? Well, it's just reading the papers and just everything. And, uh, huh? you know, I, I heard uh, your preamble, with all due respect, and um, may I just say, uh, winter warm wishes to you and everyone. What does that mean? Winter warm wishes. What does that mean? Warm winter wishes. Happy, huh? warm winter. And don't get frozen. What? <laughs> um, what? Uh, so I won't go into uh, all political things, but... Try and go into things that make sense. I do. Well, you, but, you haven't uh, so far, John, with the greatest of respect. Right. Well, uh, the question was asked, are we safe? Who asked if that question? Who asked, who asked that question? That, who, was, that who, was put on the... Uh, what? In the sun. Who asked... Hang on a minute. That, are, are we, is Britain prepared for an attack? Yeah. What page of the... Where are the, where are the newspapers? What page of the sun is that? Well, I don't normally read it. I'll take a different paper, but it was there, page six, and it said, "Call Paul." Yeah, well, Paul, Paul's finished, mate. Paul, Paul's on. Okay. He's so on I'll, six till I'll... ten in the morning. Yes, but uh... he's not. He's not. I'm not. I'm not Paul Ross's messaging service. I'd be getting some very strange phone calls if I were. Oh, well, all right. We'll talk about something else. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> now. A bit awkward. What I'm saying, yeah, I know, no. but uh, what it is, uh, we are not prepared for an attack. No, oh, you're talking about the same thing? What would you like me to talk about? Well, why would you want to scare people before Christmas, John? I don't want to scare people. Well, you've just said the sentence, we are not prepared for an attack, so why would you, but that's, that's scaremongering. Yeah, but that's what uh, it was called for. Well, yeah, but that was, and admittedly, you, you know, they don't put the time that Paul's on. He's on in the morning. Um, but but why would you want to phone in with, with, with and scare people? I'm not scaring anyone. But why saying we're not prepared oh, for an attack? i lots of teddy bears here for my girlfriend, Jean. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Seriously. But um, seriously, folks. Uh, but phoning up and saying we are not prepared for an attack, that's quite scary. Well, we're not, because... It's scary. The, the thing is... Why are uh, you scaring people? You know, we are all we are all living together, and it's that time of year where we mustn't talk about this, talk about that... Talk about... Well, what, John, 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 what mustn't we talk about? Well, it's become a bit, little bit politically correct that we mustn't talk about this, that, and the other. Tell me, well, well, John, 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 what you, you're, <laughs> what mustn't we talk about? Um, anything that upsets people. John, I don't. And that, I, could be, that could be your mother, or your brother, my best friend. Oh God, this guy's bonkers. What are you? Yes, your best I'm friend. Not bonkers. Well, you've not said anything. Tell me what you're not allowed to say. I'm saying, well, that's what I'm saying. We're not allowed to... Say it! You're allowed to say it here! All right, we're not allowed to talk about, um, Muslims. Who's, who said we're not allowed to talk about Muslims? If you switch on the radio, that's all that gets bloody talked about. Who I says know, you're not allowed to talk about I'm Muslims? Is, my best friend is Muslim, and he gets... A lot of stick from a lot of friends saying that because you hang around with British and white guys, you are betraying Islam and all this sort of thing. And the question was asked earlier in the newspaper that are we safe? Well, we shall never be safe because we do not have a, a structure that looks after people that are in our country. Everyone has their own entire beliefs. They have their own love of religion, or if they're not religious, and we are suffering. I feel sorry because, for Gene. No, I feel sorry for you because you just don't understand. No, I don't, John. I don't understand. Do you know why? Because you're not making any sense, man. You're all over the place. You're like a drunk driving a motorbike. Drunk on a motorbike. Well, I've got a Harley Davidson outside. Yeah, don't get on it now, mate. No, 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 no. What I'm are you? What are you? So you, we can't talk about Muslims, apparently. But yeah, okay, all right. Okay, no. let's start again. Yeah. But, oh, go on. This is a good test for you. I used to be a radio broadcaster. Well, I, I bet you were bloody down. awful. Oh no, I was fantastic. But I commentated on sport, though. <laughs> right. W- were you sober when you did that? Uh, I'm sober now. Oh, blimey! Right. What have you called in for, John? Well. Basically, to talk to you because you asked for discussion. <laughs> and all I can say is, we need help. Do you know what? I'll give you a break. Thank you, John. Ta da, mate. Good night. Good night. You're not allowed to talk about Muslims. You switch on any other radio station, that's all they talk about. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> There's a really um, there's a really bad advert on. I saw at the cinema. Unless they're advertising on this station, in which case it's a brilliant advert. It's for Amazon, right? And um, <laughs> it's a Christian priest. Have you seen this? It's a Christian priest and a Muslim imam, and they the the Muslim. The Muslim goes round to the Christian's house for tea. So already 
um, it's um, a metaphor for Muslims coming into this country. You see, it's a metaphor for Muslims coming in and infiltrating this country. So the Muslim goes round to the they're they're old, right? Goes round to the Christians for a cup of tea, and they sit down and they have a laugh and they touch each other on the arm. So there's a homoerotic element as well. They make a real close up of them touching each other on the arm, right? And then when they both go to get up, they both hold their knees and go like that. Implication being, because they're doing so much praying. I mean, the Muslims tend to get on the knees a little bit more than, um, you know, right-minded religions. Because there's so much praying going on, right? They've knackered their knees. So then they both go on to Amazon and order knee pads. Huh? That's an advert! That's an advert! Hey, Muslims and Christians, we can all get together... As one, and celebrate the marvel of next day delivery. Great work. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Is, um, is Lawrence coming on then? Why does he want to come on? If he's got beef, tell him to come on. Lawrence, come. Lawrence, 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 Lawrence. Come on, you silly sausage. But don't, don't phone up and, and uh, rollock the uh, producer, for goodness sake. Come and rollock me, for crying out loud. Here we go. Caddick! Hip, 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 Caddick! Hip, 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 Caddick! This is how you do it, buddy. What you got for us? Well, I was listening back to last night's show. Oh, um, a conversation between me and my brother. Oh yeah, we had two. We had two caddicks for the price of one. I was wondering, is he listening again? I was wondering how we go about doing exchange program, where you phone in whatever rubbish is on Blackpool Radio late at night, and let me finish. And, BBC local radio. Yeah, and he phones in me because I I thought I thought he made some very very intelligent points. Yeah, and... Uh, and I can understand what he said. That's a new fan of yours. Yeah, good. well, good. I, I just wondered, is is there any chance, Alan, that we could swap? And I get him, and you get BBC Blackpool. Oh, I don't know the local... I don't know if it's BBC Radio Lancaster. Yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the number. And we could find it for you, Alan. I'm sure we can ask Kath if she can find it. Oh, she's got don't... contacts at the B. Hey, don't worry. Hang on a minute. BBC Lancashire phone number. Here we go. Here we go. Um, 01254. Is that the code for Blackpool? Yep. 585. 585. 583. Five, Could you do me a favour, Alan? Could you give them a call now? Hold on, I'll, let me just get the mobile. Okay. I want two five four. Oh, one two five four. Five eight three. Five eight three. Five eight three. Five eight three. Right, give him a call and see if you can get on. Hang on, what? Don't mention me. I don't want to get involved in this. You knocking one out, Alan? No. No. Okay. You squeezing one out? No. Okay. 
There's definitely some physical exertion taking place there. Yeah, the phone's ringing. I can hear it. Uh, maybe they switched off for the night. Or they borrowed long through BBC Manchester. Or maybe your phone number's just been passed around all the BBC local... No, no, one BBC Lancaster before. Yeah, but maybe the whole... You, you know, sometimes you go in, um, like a petrol station or Primark, and it'll have a photocopy picture of a young man with um, um, a, a baseball cap on, and it'll say, do not serve this man, he's a shoplifter. Maybe the same thing's happened with your phone number. No. Well, no, we did have a list when we were at the BBC. No, we did that. I'll be banned at WM. No, yeah, yeah, well. Well, Alan, I, I guess that's just not... That, that fantasy of me um, getting rid of you and offloading you to another radio station is going to have and to also, wait. And yes? I looked on the talk radio website next week. Yeah. Mr Mills is coming for you. Is he good? Oh, well, there you go. Is it, well, see, that's not good. Because what do you mean it's not good? I'll tell you why, right? Because when you're on holiday or you're off sick, you always want someone covering you who's not terrible... But not brilliant, right? Bob Mills is brilliant, you see, and um, that's gonna be um, that's gonna be upsetting on my ego, and it's gonna be tough when I come back and people go, "Whoa, hey, where's Bob Mills? We enjoyed his laid-back, slack conversation style." Well, I've never heard him on a Sunday, so I wouldn't know. Well, he filled in for me. He's good. He's good, Bob. He's he's brilliant. He's a cracking listener, and he'll he'll um he'll be a lot of fun. Too and we've we got fun. the New Year's show as well. Yes, we certainly have got that. That's something to look forward to. Unless, unless of course, we all die, Alan, beforehand, which is a distinct possibility. Well, it's got to be about a week and three days to the end of the world. It's got to be about a week and three days until the end of the world. Alan, always good to talk to you, mate. Thank you, Ian. Ta-ta. Um, oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, we're coming up to Christmas, um, and um, I'm getting flack for not g- listening to that guy talk about Muslims because we're not allowed to talk. About- I didn't know what the, the po- I didn't know what point it was making, and also we're coming up to Christmas. His opening line is, "We're not prepared for an attack." Well. <sighs> There are loads of places you can go and um, you can go and talk about that. Why, why, uh, why would you want to talk about that with a few days to Christmas? Enjoy the Christmas spirit, man. Although I'm not really feeling it at the moment. I'm not got the, the kids have been away. They, they're back now. They're back tonight. So I, I, I'll no doubt be full of the Christmas vibe tomorrow as we play Lego Marvel Avengers. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Dana. Hip, hip, hip. There we go. That's more like it, Dana. This is the attitude we want. What have you got for us? <laughs> well, I just wanted to find out a couple of things. You're, you're off next week, yes, and, and I'm I'm at work for a couple of nights coming up. So yeah. this is my last chance to say happy crimbo to, to you yep. and and to, to uh, Kath and Eden and everyone, because well, I won't speak to you not, again. Not everyone. Some people don't well, deserve it. Well, some people, some people. But while you're off, do you, do you, do you listen to the show? No. Or you don't? I cannot. And it's a... It's a I cannot listen to my show being done by someone else. I can't do it because I get I get jealous, I get um, anxious, I get full of self doubt, 
Um, you know, oh God, they're better than me. Oh no, this. Oh God, he's, oh no, that caller's phoned in. That caller likes him more than they like me, and it's all in my head. So no, I can't. I, I feel like I'm missing out if I do. So I, I, I don't. So you just steer clear and, and, and just, just relax. I made and the mistake of, when I was off sick a couple of weeks ago, and I, I got really, really low, and I took two nights off, and. Um, and I, I could have taken a month off, but do you know what? I had to get back on the bike. And I made the mistake of listening to five minutes of Bob Mills. And Bob Mills genuinely is brilliant. There's nothing saying, you know, mm. tone of line. If, if someone yeah. was rubbish, I wouldn't get bang on about that. Bob Mills is brilliant. And I listened to five minutes of it. I thought, oh, he's, he's too good. He's too good. So I, um, I switched off. Uh, I, I just can't do it, Dana. Oh, well, well, we, we will be listening and, and we'll be still supporting the show. And, oh, no, that's good. And, and I, I, I thoroughly recommend to everyone um, to go and um, to, to listen, to give Bob a chance next week, you know, m- Monday to Friday, 10 till 1 at night. Give him a chance because he's, he's a cracking listener. Yeah. Oh, full. no, he is. And I, when, he, when, he, when he filled in for you, I spoke to him and he was a really lovely guy. Yeah. Um, but no, have a lovely. I hope you have a lovely, lovely, relaxing time. And oh, you know, it won't with, be. With, it won't be. I've got two kids. It's and... going to be nuts. <laughs> well, I've been looking after my sister's two kids tonight. Yeah. And <laughs> one's uh, coming up to three, and one's coming up to five. Uh-oh. They know how to twist me round their little yep. fingers. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how parents do it. I collected the the, the nearly five year old and my niece from school with her scooter, and it's just chaos. So there's just like kids everywhere on scooters and bikes and yeah. you know you're sort of almost tripping up over them and she's dashing off and I'm trying to chase after her and of course she gets bored and then I have to carry the scooter for a little bit and oh, so we I, I don't never how... take the scooter or a bike out with kids because uh, you say to them right are you are you going to ride this the whole time yeah oh yeah are you sure yeah yeah what happens is within five minutes the coats come off so you're carrying the coats within 15 minutes they take they hand you the scooter so you've got yeah. two scooters and, and you're carrying their coats that's it I was carrying the coat the bags the scooter no. and she's skipping off <laughs> so I don't know how how parents do it I you know I, like I think I've said before it's, it, it's great to be able to spend time with them and then you hand them back um you know so i do enjoy that but christmas i've hired a car so i can get up to my mum yep and um i'll spend christmas day in um essex with my friend and then and and uh, this might blacklist me what i'm about to say and you know i i admit i'm a geek Uh but you, you you know you people may think really bad of me here but as soon as the Doctor Who Christmas special is finished, I'll hit the motorway oh. and go straight up to Mum. Because for me, the whole meaning of Christmas is the Doctor Who Christmas special. You know, I have yeah, to I've missed I... it the last few years because the boys have been a bit too young. But I'm kind of thinking they might dig it this time. It's just that time because I'll have to take Mum back to the um, to the care home. Yeah. Um, and th- the last couple of years, she's been getting more and more tired during the day, so she's ended up going back earlier and earlier. In the past, we'd sit, we'd sit, she'd stay and watch the Easter. Enders Christmas special. Oh god! Um, but the last couple of years, she's been getting tighter and tighter. So she'll probably want to go about half four. And Doc Two's on at quarter to six, isn't it? I think. Yeah, five forty-five. Anyway, I don't know. The, the boys. So don't I'll hit the motorway yep. and then go, go to mum, and then I spend Boxing Day at my mum's, and that's when all the family will be there. So my mum's tiny little bungalow will just be filled with people, and it'll be chaos. But it'll be good. And I'm looking for. I'm not in the Christmas spirit, no. like you. You, you, know, you were not. saying. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. 
Um, and I, I do firmly feel it's for kids. And I, I do. I look down at my, I look at my nephew and niece and wish I was their age in a way. Or I had that excitement about it again. I just don't have it anymore. Mm. And, and part of me really feels I'm missing out. But then part of me thinks, oh, no, you know, I, I've enjoyed it. And I think back to when my, you know, my dad's long gone, but, you know, when, when he would, you know, maybe he made such an effort with, with, with the house and the lights and decorations. And it was just such a lovely, lovely time for us as kids. Mm. And obviously I look now at what my sister and her, her husband are doing. And, and again, it is beautiful. Um, and in some ways I do. I think, oh, I wish I, wish I, wish I could have that excitement again. But, you know, it's, it's like every time we pass a Father Christmas or a Santa Claus, my little nephew, who's mm. three, just gets so excited at this, this strange man in a red suit. And I think it's wonderful. It's, 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 it's so lovely. Genuine, Dana, it's genuine magic. It's ge- you've got kids. It's actual magic takes place. Dana, thank you very much. 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and afternoon. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm gonna I've sent an email from Adam Nimoy. He enjoyed the interview, and I'm gonna post a few um links of where you can get the movie and the DVD. He sent me the American link, so I'm gonna I'll go on Amazon.co.uk and um I'll I'll find those and post those and um I'll I'll do that in the next um I'll do I'll I'll get it done by midnight, guys, I promise. Rob! Hello. Hello, Rob. Um, all right, Rob. What have you got for us, boss? Um, I, I'm a first-time caller. Um, thank you. I've been listening since, since the start of the talk spot, but I listened to some of the old stuff as well. Nice one, man. Thank you. Um, and I was listening to one of the older um, talk sport podcasts earlier. I, I have a three-hour drive yeah. to and from, well, hour and a half drive to and from work every day. Yeah. I listened to an old one um, where you were talking about Shel Silverstein. As a poet? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the little, let me do a little bit of um, background for those. Uh, Shel Silverstein is, um, was a brilliant um, songwriter and poet. And um, Dr. Hook, we had Dennis LaCorriere in for Dr. Hook. And he wrote a load of the early Dr. Hook songs. He, the, the, the one you'll know is he wrote Sylvia's Mother. But he also wrote loads of others. The Battle of Lucy Jordan, Jordan Queen of the Silver Dollar. Um, and he also wrote the brilliant I'm Being Swallowed by a Boa Constrictor, which we used to play a lot at the other place. Um, and he's absolutely, he's absolutely brilliant. Yes. What, what, why yeah. did that, um, why did that, um, pique your interest, Rob? It, it reminds me of probably uh, what I think is the biggest laugh I've ever had. I've ever got out of anyone. Go on. Um, I, I got some family in America, um, yeah. that moved over 20 years or so ago and they sent me over a book for Christmas, one of his poem books. Yeah. And what is one of my first, um, English lessons at school, and the, the teacher said, "Well, what's your? What's, does anyone know any any poems? Uh-oh. Does anyone know anything?" And the, the room was silent, and I, I put my hand up. He said, "Yeah, yeah, um, you." Obviously, it's the first couple of yeah. days he didn't know anyone's name, and I said, "Well, I, I know this one. It's not very long, though." He said, "Yeah, just just go for it. Don't worry." Um, I said, "Okay," and it went like this. Um, Teddy said it was a hat, so I put it on. Now, Dad is saying, where the heck's the toilet plunger gone? <laughs> and the, the, whole, yeah. the whole class was silent. They didn't get it. They were all oh, that's well lovely. But the, te- the teacher gave the biggest laugh. His tears going down his face. I think he just wasn't expecting it from a kid who just started a secondary school, especially from, I, I thought I was quite uh, quiet back then as do, well. Do you but. know what? You've just reminded me of my first day at primary school. 
right, so primary school. So I'd gone from nursery to primary school, and it was this old teacher, this who I remember as being ancient, but she was called Miss Earl, and she was old and grey hair, and it was tied in a bun. And the very first day, she said, "Who knows any poems?" And I put my hand up. Well, I do. She went, "Okay, up you get. Let's hear your poem." And I went, one, two, three. Mother caught a flea, put it in the teapot, and made a cup of tea. The flea jumped out, mother gave a shout, and in came father with his shirt hanging out, right? <laughs> and I thought this was, was, was a, a, a brilliant poem. The class burst into laughter. Miss Earl was furious with me. Right, proper. <laughs> she says, that is not a poem. That is a filthy rhyme, and I will not have behaviour like that in my class. And I'm stood there thinking, what? What's what's just happened? It's all gone wrong. It's all gone horribly wrong. You know, my first day at school and I'm trying to impress and I've done a poem and I was totally destroyed by Miss Earl. And that's the reason I was uh, a failure at school. This is quite impressive a poem for a four or five year old. I know, it's not bad. I remember remember we learned that when I was, my mum must have said that to me since I was a baby. It was was so good. Yeah, and and she completely um, destroyed me, miserable old cow. She really did. Well, miserable thing to do to a five-year-old on their first day at school. Yes. Um, yeah, luckily I got the opposite response, otherwise I would have been mortified. Mm, you won. You won, Rob. You won. Yeah, he's, he's good <laughs> a bit of shit. It's not a competition. Here, <laughs> Life is, is a competition, Rob, and at the moment you're winning. <laughs> um, I was, I was, also, I was wondering, um, what, the, what are kids wanting for Christmas these days? That, they don't have an Argos catalogue where they go around and circle things, do they? That is an excellent question, and I kept, I kept meaning um, they've stopped doing it now, but in the, the papers the last couple of weeks, they've had the must-have toys for this Christmas. For my boys, it's Lego. It's still Lego. Um, they want a Lego um, Ewok village. I can't believe I'm saying this. So it's Lego and Star Wars, and any combination of, are still huge. I guess drones are big this year as well. Expect lots of um, uh, cuts and nicks this Christmas morning. Um, but I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What are the must-have toys this Christmas? We'll find out, Rob. So, so what, with, with Lego these days, yeah. is it all sort of dioramas? Do the kids play with it? Do they yeah. put it together, put it on a shelf? My boys, my, el- yeah, my, there's my, bo- my eldest makes them and um, puts them on a shelf and then gets annoyed when either the dog or his younger brother smashes them up. Um, <laughs> so there's very little... Yeah, there's very little playing with the Lego. It's more the act of building it and the satisfaction of having... Built it, and they look amazing, but I hate Lego. I never dug Lego. And, and, and my boy keeps saying, can you help me with this? And I'm like, I don't really know how to, because I don't understand Lego. I, don't, I can't, I'm not very good at, at building things. So um, I, I, remember, I remember when I was little, I had a big box of it, and me and my brothers used to tip it all out of the floor and just make something. We'd say, let's make this, and we'd each make our own. It would all be completely different. Yeah. But I, I, I get the impression Lego sets these days are a bit more... It's not so much free form. It's just here's a window piece. You make you make your own windows. That was yeah, the fun of it. No, it's all um, it's all you buy a kit. We, I mean, we have a, a box full of spare Lego parts. But the days of going in there to go, oh, I'm, I'm going to build the tallest tower I can. That's gone. It's now you get a box with instructions and you make that thing that is in the box. 
I think if, I, if I'm ever lucky enough to have children, that, that that's not going to happen. You just have a big box full of empty stuff, make them be creative. Yeah, and well, you you you're trying to impose rules on the kids, Rob. It don't work like that, man. Thanks very, very <laughs> thanks for the call, Rob. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Nigel. Hello, hello, fella. Hey, hang on a minute. Is this Frank Side? Is this Frank Sidebottom? Frank Sidebottom? No, I don't think so. Can you say Christmas is really fantastic, boss? Christmas is really fun, bloody tastic. It's Frank Sidebottom back from the dead. This is brilliant. I know, I know thee, I know thee, and have you done? Yes. Nora Bassey in her wrinkled stockings. What yeah. the hell are you on about now, you strange old man? What you got for us, Nigel? Hey. I want to say, action man. Go on, then say it. Lego. Uh, oh. Why have all these fantastic things fantastic. been taken away by our mothers? What do you mean, been taken my away? took them away. What do you mean? She took them away when my mother and dad split up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. It was like, hey, where's my action man? I had tanks, I had everything. I bet you did. They were great, great stuff. It sounds like it has really, um, it's really affected you. Well, it has, because, like, uh, mother took him away. Yeah, and, and what, you became a boozer after that, or? No, 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 I went, uh, I moved down to Selby. And you became a Are boozer you then? you trying to say something? Sorry? <laughs> What are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. I'm succeeding in saying something. You're the one trying to say something. Yeah, but Action Man Lego. Yes. Right? That was Scandinavian. Action Man was brilliant. And I heard your previous caller. That was fantastic. Super duper. Where's he gone? Get him back. Get him back. He's gone. I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, Christmas is really fantastic. Cos it's Christmas everywhere you go. And I love building snowmen. Except when there isn't any snow. Oh, ho, 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 hee, hee, hee. The world is just like one great big gigantic Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. Christmas is fantastic in the morning. And Christmas is fantastic in the evening And Christmas is the most fantastic in the afternoon Take it away! Christmas is fantastic in the evening, but Christmas is the most fantastic in the afternoon. Oh, Christmas is really fantastic. It's a fabulous time of year. 
Everybody likes everybody else Cause everybody's full of Christmas cheer Ho, 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 he, he, he The world is just like one great big gigantic Christmas tree Oh yeah Ho, 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 he, The world is just like one great big gigantic Christmas tree Oh yeah You know it is, it really is Thank you Thank you, Nigel, that was brilliant Well, you gotta say What is that What is happening and leave our thine to other Aye Because we're up in Yorkshire Yes. And you know why the BY is because all the Danish, you see. Yes, the Danes. BY, well, that was the Danes, you see. The Danes. BY means village up in the north. Yes. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell thee. Yes. One thing. Go. The most important thing you must know on talk radio. Yes. I will say is the greatest commentator that talk sport has ever had. Yep. Is Mr. Nigel Pearson. And I bet you met him before. He is the greatest. Is that you? Well, he's an old pal. He'll probably kill me now. I've never, I don't know who he is. What? The greatest sports commentator on Talk Sport. Well, I'm not on Talk Sport, though, Nigel. Yeah, but it's Talk Radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks for calling, and Nigel. He is number oh. one speedway on uh, okay. a certain um, uh, a certain satellite. Brilliant. That's brilliant, Nigel. Thanks for sharing that with us. Hey, and I'll tell you what, I wish the all good Christmas. Here we go. He went cowboy at the end. I wish you all good Christmas. Um, Lee. What kind of tinsel? Exactly. I, I, feel, I feel sober now. Everyone's gone a little bit weird. <laughs> little, a little bit weird, my friends. Everyone's I'm gone in the weird. Christmas spirit after that song. Hey, uh, exactly. I'm, I'm drunk for the first time in 12 years. Flipping <laughs> heck. By osmosis. By osmosis. Oh, careful. You have the Halley Union chorus from Mr. Uh, James O'Brien. There we go. Say that word. Uh, yeah, well... He's still working in radio, is he? Unbelievable. I believe so, I believe Unbelievable. so. Unbelievable. <laughs> How are you, boss? Uh, do you know what? Ups and downs, Lee. Ups and downs. Faking oh, it. Oh, we all have those. Faking it to make it like crazy. I'm looking to, forward to having a week off. And then I think in February I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take two weeks off. I need to check with the bosses that I can take two weeks off. But that's the plan. Take two weeks off oh. in February. But Alan just told us we only had one week and three days to the end of the world. Yeah, that's well, turns about that's I've got a lot to do. Yeah, that's true. We might, you know, the world might end by then. Oh, Never mind. Never mind. These things happen. These things happen. We'll be all right. I was walking around the shops today, and they you was asking about what's the big present this year. It yep. seems to be um, VR headsets. Every single shop you go in has got oh, the. Uh, I'm not fussed VR by that. Headset. I'm not fussed by that. It'll be. The VR headset thing will be a nice gimmick 
by the end of March, they'll, be all, they'll all be broken or they'll be put um, in the little cupboard underneath the TV. They, they yeah. will, it'll be like 3D TVs. They will not take off. There we go. That's, oh, that's my They opinion. were never going to work, were they? I guess no. my friends don't get one of those, and they're all like, oh, it's amazing. I said, no, it's not. It's going to not last. They're going to broadcast everything on Sky in 3D eventually, um, six months later. <laughs> they're still showing that same uh, test package, and that's it. They're going to shoot all TV in 3D. No, they're not, because it's really bloody difficult to shoot in 3D. Yeah, and it's just pointless. I um, had to do a package for the one show about 3D TV, and I did see a really good 3D TV where you didn't need to wear glasses for it. You had to, right. you had to sit in a certain point, and you could see what was being broadcast in, um, in 3D. But the thing it was, it was a really narrow... There's a phrase, a word for the, for the point. Anyway, it was a really narrow point you had to sit in. So basically, you couldn't have two people sat on a sofa looking at it because... The, yeah. the point of, of perspective wasn't wide enough for that to work. So it never worked. It never took off. I always thought 3D TV was theatre anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> there we 3D. go, you see. Well done. Well done. Well done. It's a, it's a terrible joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was awful. well, you know, you know. <laughs> These things yeah, can you do us a favour? Yep. Can you cut me off? Um, I'm not going to do that, Lee. Oh. There we go. Of course I'm going to do it. Uh, Dana, you've been on. What the hell is going on here? Well, oh, that's not Dana. It's Sher- is that Sherlock? My fa- why is- Hang on a minute. Let me close. My, my phone box has gone to cock. It says Dana on my screen. Fire. Are you, there? Are you there, Sherlock? Don't be horrible. Sorry? Yeah, I'm here, but don't be horrible. Don't be- well, I wasn't being horrible to you. I was being horrible to Dana, but she's not here. Oh, sorry. So, shall I wait? No. Are you doing the news or something? No. Oh, no, you, you have literally come through to me. Yeah, I know, because my screen... God, flipping it, it's like talking to a brick wall, isn't it? The screen sometimes goes a bit funny and shows old information, so I've closed did it down. Get, did you get slightly excited when you saw it as me yet? No, there was a, there was a real... I can actually... Uh, apprehension. No, I can vocalise the feeling, if you want. I can, make, I can represent it in a sound when I saw it was you. Would you like to hear it? Oh, I don't know if I want to. OK. Tell me what it was. Mm. Oh, you're so horrible. Well, why is that? I said, I said to your producer, do you know what? Who I have to add is so lovely. Did I'm you wait, hear that? Oh, yeah, I'm waiting for the sentence to end and for the flirting to end. Well, no, I don't fancy her. No, I know, I know, Sherlock. I'm not suggesting you're flirting with her. I'm just saying. Yeah. That she's I'm so suggesting much... you're flirting with me. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, why do you... Anyway, anyway, why I'm calling... Yes. How are you? Merry Christmas. Up yours. <laughs> what was that about? Just be nice. Be nice. Say Merry Christmas. Okay. Say Merry Christmas back. I'm not going to say it back to you. Why are you not going to say it back? I'm not feeling Christmassy. Okay, um... Should we talk about something topical? If you want to, Sherlock. Well, that's why I called. Okay. That's why I called every time. Okay, well then start talking about it. As you know, it's a show where okay, you can call uh, in about anything you want. Okay, um... I feel like everything's disingenuous with you, isn't it? Anyway, I'm, I'm just going to go for it, and then we'll just see how you, how you um, go with it. Okay. So, um, well, actually, I've got two points, if that's okay. 
Just try, the just try making point, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. The first one I'd like to talk about is yes. ID cards, <laughs> and and your view on those. But primarily, I would like to talk about our current prime minister. You've just said the first thing I want to talk about is, but primarily I want to talk about something different. So you. Oh, okay. Oh God, you know what? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, well, let's go for one of those. Everybody, which one why is, which one why is everybody <laughs> drunk this evening? What the hell is wrong with it? It's only two, uh, it's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Well, I said happy, I said Merry Christmas to you, and you couldn't even say it back. No shit, Sherlock. I've been waiting to say that for ages. Um, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you know how many times I've heard that? Um, seven? Oh, so many more times than that. Fifteen? About 17, probably. So 17, okay. <laughs> it's not that bad, then. Not that bad. Anyway, come on, my friend, come on. So, uh, which subject? Friend. We ain't friends. I'll be nice. I'm being nice, but I'm also being honest. We ain't friends. Okay, how can we be... <sighs> right. What do you want to talk about? Shall we talk about... Um, let's talk about something not too topical, probably. Oh, for God's sakes. Don't want to challenge you too much. So let's go for... Let's go, was, that, was that a bit below the belt? Oh, God, I'm losing the will to live, mate. You'd love to get below the belt, wouldn't you, eh? Do you know what? Oh, this is what I meant to say to you. Yeah. This, the radio, this thing is always on like a 30-second delay, isn't it? Yes. And when I hung up from talking to you, you last the end time, of your phone call, I didn't yeah. realise how camp I sounded. Oh, didn't oh, didn't you? It's ridiculous. Yeah, very much so. You're like a no, stereotype no, it's or something. Border, it's bordering on George, uh, 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 John, Perry. Oh, I was going to say John Inman. Well, that... I, it's uh, Julian it's Clary, but without the, the Whittle personality. Me by saying that I know who that person is, but, yeah. God, this is like pulling... Anyway, what, what have you called in for, you fruitcake? Well, first off, to wish you Merry Christmas. Oh, God, get on with it! Oh, you should be so rude. And secondly... So, what, what are your thoughts on, given what's gone on lately, what's your thoughts on the ID card thing? Oh, oh, I don't really care about the ID cards. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Okay, do you want to know what I baked today? <laughs> and what shape I made it in? I bet you made a cock cake. Yeah, I'm right, aren't I? Oh, I'm um, right, he totally did! Is it creamy? Does it squirt cream when you bite into it? Oh. Well, do you know how childish you are sometimes? I'm not the one that's made a cupcake that squirts cream when you bite into <laughs> it. Am I? Okay. Next subject. <laughs> Next subject. Do you, um, your producer, who's a lot smarter than you... Yeah, isn't she just? And, and um, if I was that way inclined, she'd totally be my type. Yeah, I doubt you, you, that a, a drunk, slobbering camp man would be her type, but I don't know her that well enough. Why, why do you accuse everybody that calls you at this time of night is drunk? Um, is Sherlock? it because they have to be drunk to call you? Sherlock, what we're going to do is I'm going to cut you off now. You're going to rush and turn the radio on and have a listen. You tell me if you think you sound sober, OK? And OK, I've got one more point. OK. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine. What the hell was that? Oh three four four.
499-1000. Another hour to go. I don't know if I can take it. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Oh, I'm in a Christmassy uh, Frank Sidebottom kind of vibe, so we might come back with another Frank Sidebottom song. 0344 499 1000. We call you back. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Frank Sidebottom. Can't go wrong with a bit of Frank. I, I wish he'd, he'd lived till my boys could have met him, because my boys would have loved Frank Sidebottom. They, the fact that they just burst into hysterics when uh, they see a picture of him. I haven't got um, all the papers, I don't think, Kath. Could I get all the papers? I think we left them out there, because it all got a bit confusing at the start of the show. The fact that they burst into hysterics when they see a picture of him says it all for me. Good evening, dear listener. This is Ian Lee. This is Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Uh, You can also watch us. We're on Facebook tonight, but we're doing it on the Talk Radio listeners page on Facebook. If you go in and type in Talk Radio listeners, it pops up and you can go and um, hang out with all the people that um, enjoy listening to this rubbish. I don't know why, but they do. They seem to dig that kind of stuff. Thank you, Boyle. 
Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. 0344-499-1000. And for the first time um, since the show started this evening, we have no calls on the switchboard. Whatsoever. We still have a uh, golden ticket to give away. Um, if you want to come and sit in on the show on uh, New Year's Eve uh, between 9 and 1, we're based in Waterloo. Uh, just bear in mind, guys, it's going to be New Year's Eve, New Year's morning in London. Right? There ain't going to be no cabs or nothing like that at all. So please be mobile dep- independent. Okay, be able to make your own way around. Have a car or a motorbike or something like that. Because at one o'clock, um, we put our coats on and we drive off in our cars and nobody, uh, repeat, nobody will be getting a lift. It's free. That much is true. It's free if you want to come along. Um, but you've got to let us know in advance. One more ticket. I got one more ticket. Who we got? We got John, we got Dana, and we got that mad woman. Uh, Eben. And there's a mad one. Oh, there's four already. There's a mad woman. Lizzie or um, Stella or um, Fiona or Valentina. That was it. I knew it was a name. I knew there was a name involved in it. And I couldn't uh, quite work out what name it was. The front page of the Daily Star is trying to um, manufacture some British pride and bravery. I find these front pages um, strange. Brave Brits say Christmas baubles to terror. Huh? Brave Brits say Christmas baubles to terror. Brave Brits say Christmas baubles to terror. I don't know what the phrase Christmas baubles means. Is it like up yours, Delors? Christmas baubles. Murdering scum told, get stuffed, just like the turkey. (laughs) Defiant Brits have stuck two fingers up to Christmas terror maniacs. Christmas terror maniacs? Oh, imagine. And told them, you can just get stuffed. Who said that? Who has said that? And how close were they to a jihadi? How close were they to a Christmas terror maniac? Because I wouldn't be sticking my fingers up to a Christmas terror maniac if they were stood in front of me saying, get stuffed. After the Berlin bloodbath, tastefully describes, revellers here refuse to let fanatics spoil their festive fun. Well, uh, well, full story, page four. Full story. <laughs> full story, page four and five. We'll go to the full story in a minute. Um, Wayne, good evening, Wayne. Good evening, Ian. What kind of cake? Um, a walnut cake. Oh, my favourite. Is it really? <laughs> no, I jest. Good, 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 good joke. We should both open with that. Uh, what yeah. you got for us, Wayne? I, I, I do have a Christmas joke, okay. if, if you care. Um, I don't care, but I'll hear. OK. What is my favourite Christmas carol? A Wayne in a Major. Uh, hey! You just ruined the punchline well, for me. 
I didn't ruin the punchline. I worked out your pony gag. A pony gag? It took me 30 years. <laughs> no, what you want to do is you want to get an actual manger. Yeah. And you want to lie in it. Yeah. And this is it, this is it. And you want a picture taken. Yeah. And then that's your Christmas card, a Wayne in a major. You send that out and never go, oh, Wayne's brilliant. That might have to wait till next year now. It's a bit tight for this year. Do you yeah. Have you sent any Christmas cards? I haven't done any. Um, my wife did. Uh, I don't, I yeah. mean, I've got, suddenly we've got loads of Christmas cards at home and I'm thinking, who sends Christmas cards these days? They're rubbish. I got one from my mum, and inside it was like a novel. I was just like, oh, God, what's all this? It's just full of writing. I was like, yeah. I don't need this. I just need Merry Christmas. I don't so, even want that. Because then, <laughs> then I feel bad for not... Well, no. Then I'm supposed to feel bad mm. for not sending that person a Christmas card. But it's a waste of money. It, it, well, I mean, Christmas... As a whole, is a waste of money. You're buying presents for somebody else just so you'll receive a present back. It's, it's all a waste of money, really. Uh, I do hope. It just dawned on me that the present that I was most looking forward to last year right, mm. was the deluxe version of the Beatles 1 DVD box set. So it's two DVDs of a lot of... Previously unseen footage, and the footage that has been seen has been cleaned up to HD, high definition. And it's got a beautiful booklet, and it was the thing I was most looking forward to. It dawned on me last week, I've not watched it. I've not watched it. And that was the present I was most excited about. I mean, that's a tad ungrateful of yourself, really, not to even watch it. Well... I think my sister might... I don't know if my sister sent it to me. I think I might... I don't know. Anyway, uh, my sister might have got it. Um, and it's just... Because um, I've, I've got... I've got so much stuff that I'm spoilt mm. for choice. as to So instead of watching something, I'll watch something on Netflix. And, I, and I, uh, this is part of the, the reason why I want to um, get rid of a load of stuff and have a big old clear out. Because I've got too much stuff, Wayne. I've got too I much stuff, I think we all Wayne. do, don't we, really? Yes. Yes, we have. And I do wonder. I, I cleaned up my um, hard drive. Not yeah. because of that. Oh, although dear. that was... Oh, one thing. I cleaned up my hard drive on my laptop because it was getting full. And my hard drive mm. on my desktop because it was getting full. Yeah. And it felt good, right? It's like, it was like spring cleaning the house. Except when you've sprung cleaned the house, you can see the difference. When you've yeah. sprung cleaned the hard drive... You can't, you don't see it. You just know that if you click on it, there's got, you know, a lot more memory than it used to. Yeah, I, things probably run a bit quicker, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, things run a bit quicker, but, um... Do you do the same with emails? Like, you know, you get, like, promotional emails, yep. and you just uh, try and have, like, sort of a clean, cleanse your sort of unsubscri- unsubscribe list yeah. of emails. I love it, I love it. But, um, there's, we've got too much, I've got too much stuff, Wayne, and mm. I think I'm up. A pivotal point in my life, right, where I'm uncomfortable with the material products and things I have. Mm. I'm uncomfortable with my online presence because there are loads of arseholes out there. And I'm thinking of just, I wish I was rich. You know, I wish I was rich, right, and I didn't have to work. Because I just delete Twitter, I get rid of all my stuff, and I go and live in a cabin in the, um, in the glens, 
with that drunk bloke who phoned in the other day? I mean, possibly, but, you know, still you might strive for something else. Ultimately, you just got to do it for yourself. Like, you know, forget Twitter, forget that. Yep. You're just doing it for yourself to entertain yourself, pay the bills, da-da-da. Yeah. Don't, don't sweat the small stuff. But yeah, but I do, I do. It's funny, isn't it? It's because I'm nuts. Because I'm, as, as someone described me once, I'm cuckoo. And uh, the small stuff gets dummy, man. Well, I guess you get a lot of negativity in your sort of profile. But that must be hard. Oh. I imagine. Yeah. Um, I've just seen a picture of um, a crying cactus. Someone's left a crying cactus card in here. It's um, outrageous behaviour. Um, yeah, but maybe, maybe, maybe I just focus on the negativity a bit more as well. But Twitter really is turning into a very, very hurtful place at the moment. It, For you personally? No, or... just ge- in general. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe we're attacking Brendan Cox, Joe Cox's oh, yeah, husband. And, and, and the fella that, that phoned in, that tweeted, uh, texted yesterday to mm. say some obnoxious things about Brendan Cox, and I called him out, and he... he Texted him to more abuse. I didn't even read it. I just blocked him today on the. He's blocked on the, the talk radio thing. Um, why are we having a go at a bloke whose wife was murdered six months ago? When did that become okay? Well, it's, it's ludicrous that Farage has said those things and not received more criticism, I think. People are applauding him yeah. for being brave enough to hold a mirror up and speak the truth. He's having yeah. a pop at a bloke whose wife was murdered six months ago. And the kid, him and the kids are going to have their first Christmas without their mum and their wife. Give mm. them a break. At least wait until January the 2nd before you start having a go at him. Yeah. At I'm least not. let them get through Christmas and New Year before you start having a pop, Nige. And everybody on Twitter who's had a pop. Blimey. You know, uh, <laughs> a, I mean, yeah, if we can get bogged down by this stuff, and, and it is out there, and we should acknowledge it, but I don't, you know, we're giving him, we're giving him airtime. We, we're thinking, you know, we're talking about it, but Farage, we we know he's a joke. We can't here's, take it seriously. Here's the thing but, with Twitter, right? If if suddenly hundreds of trolls started going on Twitter. And saying that my mum is a slag, right? Mm. It would have zero impact on my mum. Yeah. Because she's not on Twitter. Yeah. So those, let's say, 500 people calling her a slag in her world wouldn't exist. Yeah. I'm going somewhere with this, and I don't quite know where I'm going. There's something. It, it, the, 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 the anger and um, furore created on Twitter only exists if we allow it to exist. There's something yeah. there, isn't there? There's something in what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and, you, and by blocking them, you're yeah. taking the power away. Yeah. It's still going to be there. Yeah. So you've got the power to get them out of your Twitter sphere. But if I, if I remove myself entirely from that Twitter yeah. sphere, then those people calling me a knob and a snowflake and a and cuckoo and a prick mm. and um, a crybaby and, and a nutter, then those people cease to exist in my world. That, 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 that whole um, ream of abuse vanishes. It's gone. It doesn't exist. It's not real so, anymore. So, so then, then the question of why are you on Twitter 
And I keep going back to, because it's good to promote the show, and it's good to, if yeah. I'm doing a live thing, I can say you can get tickets here. But yeah. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, if I d- d- didn't use Twitter, would it have an impact on the size of my audiences? Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Possibly not. Possibly not, because I'm, I'm a fan of a radio show from another channel yeah. where I'm not going to promote them, but I know that the main host isn't on Twitter, but still their audience figures are significant. Go on, tell us who it is. Uh, well, it's, I, I like Frank Skinner, and yeah. he presents on Absolute. And is he and not on Twitter? He's not on Twitter. Isn't that interesting? But, like, there is a Twitter handle for his show, yeah. but I'm sure he has nothing to but do I with it. But I suppose the thing is, he is massively famous. Yeah. He's, he's a big, big name. Yeah. Ish. He's, you know, he's, he's quite, big. He's quite big. From where he used to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you're... You're you're on the spectrum of A to Z. I'm on some sort of spectrum, um, but it is it is it is addictive. It's like you know doing cocaine or or, or, yeah. or smoking crack or something. You get hits from it, uh, you, and some of the hits are pleasurable because it's people saying nice things about you and massaging your ego. And some yeah. of the hits are nasty, but they're all um, they're all very addictive. Yeah, I mean, I got a sense of that when Piers Morgan tweeted me. And then I got oh. like a barrage of tweets, and I was like, "Ooh, what this did... is this is this is really good." Why did Piers uh, Morgan tweet you? Oh, I was just talking about cricket, and I mentioned uh, about Kevin Peterson, and I think they're friends, and you know, he just replied to one of my tweets, and my Twitter just went off. So that gave me an insight, yeah. a very small insight into what it must be like to have that many people take notice of you. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good for this. It's good. It's um, it, it pleases the ego. Of course, it does. Yeah. Look, I'm deleting loads of tweets while I'm talking to you. Wayne, well, you know, I don't know if you called in to talk about any of that stuff, but I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting to you. It's been a pleasure. I, I really just came in with my pony joke, oh. as, as, as you said. And I really so. Well, my tip for you, my gift to you, Christmas yeah. card next year, a Wayne in a manger. Yeah. Honestly, uh, they'll love it. Right, like, I've got a whole year to work on it, and when, <laughs> when it comes to fruition, I'll send you a card. Yeah, please do, I'd love one. <laughs> nice to talk nice to you, Wayne. Ian. Thanks for calling, yeah. mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Chris Manny, stay there, come to you the bit. 0344-499-1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Gosh, that was, um... <clears throat> wow. <laughs> oh, so we're doing the New Year's Eve show... And Kath was telling me we have the New Year's Eve jingle. Is that in the computer system? Can we find that and, and fire that off? Because I've not heard it. And I'm hoping that they've pulled out all the stops. And it's going to sound absolutely stunning. It's the first, it's Talk Radio's first New Year. When did Talk Radio become Talk Sport? 20 years ago? Something like that? Maybe not quite as long. It's the first... Talk Radio, New Year, I'm hosting it, and it's going to be a very special night. Might be quite, well, I was going to say boring, I don't know what it'll be. But it's going to be very special, and I I don't like New Year. It's going to be the New Year's Eve show for all of you that don't like New Year's Eve. The only things I've decided that we're going to do is we are going to, um, I'm going to have a record player. Instead of my computer, I'm going to have a record player and bring in a load of records. And uh, the people that come in the studio will bring in a record each. 
Um, and also, we're going to make a list of people that we think won't make it through 2017. I think we can get away. That's not in too much bad taste, is it? Is it? Kath pulling the face. Make a list and then put it in an envelope and then we don't open that envelope until New Year's Eve 2017, 2018 and read that. No, not a wish list, just, you know, a, a, a list. I don't know. Well, maybe it's in bad taste. I don't know. Um, but Ed's got the jingle. Let's listen. No, he hasn't. No, he's not. He's not. He uh, was, was leaning forward as though he had. While we're waiting, let's go to Chris. Evening, Chris. Chris? Hello. The, the line's just all gone um, all a bit blurry here no, now. It has. Hang on. Let me move you to this, this one here. Let's try. Is that any better, Chris? No, it sounds like there's interference on the line. It sounds right. like someone else is talking over it. Well, Chris, Catherine is going to phone you straight back, Chris, and sort it out. And while she's phoning you back, I'm going to speak to Manny, the Manny of the people. Oh, there we go. That's good, isn't it? The Manny of the people. Good evening. Oh, flipping it. You see, this is it. Uh, the, <laughs> the WM people, they can't... The WM people can't pick up on the spontaneous conversation. Good evening. Yeah, you see, the people from Birmingham, Cath, they can't do yeah, the spontaneous I... conversation. It's weird, isn't it? Isn't it, Manny? Yeah, whatever you say. Exactly! What you got for yeah. us, man? Did you hear about that lad in Australia today? The bank gave him an overdraft, right, of $1.4 million. Right. He was on the dole. He spent it on a Banksy painting. He bought a Ferrari. Yep. He, he, he was on GMB this morning. This is next uh, For six months, he spent that money. Yeah. And the police turned, about 10 policemen turned up, armed police, knocked his house, knocked his door down, and yeah. so. Good. And then he got sent the ticket to jail. Good. But the, ju- but the judge, the judge, sided with him. Oh. It's, it's a bank's fault. And they let him keep the bank, the judge let him keep the money. But the, I can catch all of it. I've oh. caught about five, five minutes of it. Catherine, but research the story and find out no, the punchline, no, please. He, he, he did not have to pay the back. Are you sure? Catherine's going to research it because I don't trust. Yeah. I don't, you're about as trustworthy as Breitbart you are. No, no, I see on the um, GMB with the, what's his name, um, um, you know, him, Piers, Piers Morgan. He interviewed him this morning. Well, you see. Um... Yeah. I think it, it, it was a New South Wales judge. I think there's three judges that um, took his side. Yeah. Not joking. Not joking today, not, not joking. joking, not joking, not joking, not joking, not joking. joking. Catherine is coming no. in with the story. Catherine, is Manny right or wrong? The story's perhaps not quite as charming as... Uh, Here we Manny go. Pays. Here we go. Let's hear. Stay there, Manny. This is from the Inquisitor. Yes. The fraud conviction of a 29-year-old Australian, Luke Moore, was overturned this week after the New South Wales Court of Criminal Appeal ruled that while Mr Moore had taken the money, he'd not been deceptive and ruled his conviction a mistake, as reported in the Daily Mail. Moore was said to have appropriated 2.1 million Australian dollars, which is one and a half million pounds, US dollars, US dollars, before being caught and is now living with his parents, reportedly broke and studying for a legal career. Luke Moore, this is the title of it. Luke Moore, Australian man, blows $1.6 million overdraft error on cocaine, strippers and fast cars. Oh, well, that's not the same as buying a Banksy and... Um, <laughs> he, no, he, he did buy a Banksy. Yeah, and a load of coke. He bought a Banksy because he'd done a load of cocaine. <laughs> He's now got nothing yeah. to do with his mum and dad. 
But, 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 but. He, did, he, he, he went he, to jail for five months. Well, yeah, while, while he was in jail, while he was in jail, he, he studied uh, a bit of law, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and he got himself out of the ding-dong. Well, he shouldn't have... <laughs> the thing is, he's an idiot, Manny, for spending well, the money in the well, first place. What? I'd spend it. Well, you're an idiot, then. That's me. fraud. No, it's not fraud. What I would do... If I saw £1.4 million overdraft, right, I'd look mm-hmm. at it, I'd take some screen grabs of it, I'd phone up my mates and have a laugh, and then I'd phone up the bank and say, I'm terribly sorry, I think you've made a mistake. This oh, isn't no, meant no. for me. No, 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 no. No, yeah, 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 because I don't want to no. go to prison. I don't want to go to pokey. No. He went to pokey. <laughs> no, he went I, to pokey-pokey, and then he went to pokey. No. He went to Cokey Cokey, did some Pokey Pokey, and then went to Pokey. Well, the bank got poked in the end, didn't they? Because he got away with it. Everyone got poked. Everybody got poked. Yeah, he probably got poked in prison as well. He might have when he bent over in the showers. There we go. These things happen. Male rape. Yeah, you don't know. That's what it is. That's what it is. Everyone makes everyone makes a joke about it, but that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, it's a weird anyway, thing to uh, make a joke have a about. Very, very, have a very, very nice night. I will speak to you tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Manny. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> anyone? It's true. Everyone makes a joke about bending over in the prison showers, but it's a joke about male rape, isn't it? It's a weird, it's a weird one. Oh, don't drop the soap in prison. <laughs> you might be raped. That's what the that's what the gag is. It's, I've never really thought of it that way. Oh, that's horrible, isn't it? Actually, it's horrible yet so yet yet acceptable to do that. Oh, that's really give me a pause for thought. Gosh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Chris, back to you after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Last 30 minutes of the show, um, 0344-499-1000. Chris is on the line. Evening, Chris. Ian, I have exactly the same problem. Oh, for God's sake. I cannot hear this. Right. It sounds like there's another voice on this line every time you're going on. Have you got the radio off? Uh, no, not at all. No. Have you got the radio off? The radio, the radio is off. Give your phone... Fu- is it like a landline? You're on a landline. There's, um, there's another voice on this call. Saying what? I can't hear a thing. Hang on. Let's listen. Oh, I can hear something. There! What was that? It, it, it sounds... But can you, can you hear me? That's what I'm hearing. But can you hear me okay? Be quiet, be quiet. There. I think this line is haunted. We've got one of those... There it was. I think we've got one of those haunted lines, Chris. I don't know. I... Chris is unsure as to whether the line is haunted. No. Yep. Oh, no, I can't. What? <laughs> right. I'm going to try something, Chris, okay? Don't answer until I say go, because... Okay. Can you hear me now, Chris? And does it sound okay? Go. No. Oh. What is... Right. 
What is your problem? Is that out? You're the only person that's got this problem. Shall I record what I can hear? And yes. I'll say about later. Yes, yes, do that. This is great radio. Hold on. Okay, holding on, sir. Wait there, wait there, wait there. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Here we go, press record and play. Get your tape recorder up to the phone. I can hear that. Have you recorded it, Chris? Oh, street. It's a haunted line. It's a haunted telephone line. This is the spookiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Where's Howard Hughes when you I'm recording it now. Oh, for God. Do you want me to say anything or is it recording? Chris? Hello? End the call. No, right now, play back what you've recorded. Hold on. Okay. I'm recording it now. <laughs> I'm confused. Is that you now? Is that recording? No, that was a recording. This is me now. Right. Um, well, that's weird, isn't it? So there we go. You see, that's what I had the first time round as well. Okay. We'll call you back again. Uh, Catherine, can you, call, um, can you call Chris back again? We'll call Chris back again. In the meantime, it's Danny. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 it's Danny. Hip, 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 it's Danny. Hip, 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 it's Danny. Here come Danny now. Here I am. Here he is. You're right, Danny. What you got for us? Uh, I was. Um, I've been umming and ahhing all night about the golden ticket. Now it got this far into the show, yeah. and it was still unclaimed. I thought I'd. Uh, I want a golden ticket. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Danny, because it's not just as simple as saying you want the golden ticket. <laughs> Who is Danny? What's Danny going to bring to the show? Why are my listeners going to want to meet Danny on New Year's Eve? Well, I was just going through some records, looking... I mean, tell me a little bit about the... the <laughs> you want a personal, personal connection to a record. I think I've got one that I'm <laughs> almost thinking might be a little bit too autobiographical. Uh, but I've also got some fun other ones. Um, the... Uh, we met, by the way, at Film Ring, uh, the, the, the Kung Fu Edit thing. I uh, had a couple of recommendations for you at the end of the evening that you seemed into at the time, but I don't think you checked out. I don't think, I don't remember uh, that conversation. I think I checked out. It was, um, 
it was a documentary called Shut Up, Little Man. I is, don't know if you is remember that. Is that the one that. where the family uh, uh, raised that they pretend they're wolves? No, no, no. It's uh, the one because it's. I know that you're a fan of sort of these found audio from like the Buddy Rich tape and the Paul Anker tape. Yeah. And it's uh, the story of these two guys who moved into an apartment in Oh, San and next Francisco door, next the, door, something was going on. Yeah, in the mid '80s, and they they moved into this uh, this apartment. There was this these two guys living next door that were just constantly yes. yelling at each other, and it was yes. like they were nagging each other like a, an old married couple. But it was always unclear whether what their relationship was. One of them was openly gay. One of them was openly homophobic towards the other one and there was a third guy that was sort of hanging around sometimes and they would hang a, a ski pole can i interrupt you a for a second with some breaking sure. news sure i'm now being followed by at david bowie real the official david bowie twitter feed that has 862,000 followers. Now, I've taken on some followers recently that have had, like, 260,000 followers. And then you go and you look and they go, oh, they're following 270,000 people. So I'm not impressed. David uh-huh. Bowie Real, 862,000 followers, following 298. That is something special. That is something well, special. I'm going to... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Thanks for the follow. <laughs> Suck it up, you see. You might get free stuff. Now I'm not at the BBC. I can tout for free stuff. So you never know. Um, I was, I, sorry, go ahead. You can, yeah, you can have a golden ticket. But hang on a minute. Are you? Sure. I've got to do a checklist. Mm-hmm. Are you a member of ISIS? I'm going to say no. Yeah, you can have the golden uh, ticket. Brilliant. That's leave. fine. That's fine. That's the screening process. Um, the screening process done. Don't want it, we don't want any yeah, of them coming great. along. <laughs> and uh, are you open to? Like I said, I'll bring along the record that that has some personal meaning. Are you open to me bringing along some other silly records? Listen, that bring along, bring along whatever you want. We might play them. We might not play them. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know we've got four mm-hmm. hours of radio to fill. This show barely <laughs> fills exactly. three. We, if we took all the good bits out of this show and put it together, it would be 45 minutes. And that's including the adverts. So, that sounds great. So, yeah. But now, uh, uh, where, speaking of... Can you get... Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You need to be able to get here. Do you drive? Are you I, driving? I, it's, uh, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm in Kilburn. I can uh, bus it back or walk it back. Or bus it. It's going to be New Year's morning, you muppet. I like... I like long walks. You're going to get murdered. Honestly, we are based in an app in the absolute arse end of London. You will get murdered here. It will be fine. It's Waterloo, right? Is, yeah, is, but, uh, is, is yeah. the tube, I mean, no, it's not going to be a problem. I, 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 All right. Yeah. Honestly, when me and Kath, we go, and if anyone dies as a result of being on this show, <laughs> that's tough. Literally, that is tough. I'll make it back, um, I'm sure. OK, Danny, we'll, we'll see you on New Year's Eve. Thank you very much indeed. We should be keeping... Um, have you got a list of all the people, Catherine, and all their contact details? Excellent stuff. Um, let's go to a break.
Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Chris, is it working now? It is. You no longer sound like Stephen Hawking. There we go. You see, we've exercise the ghost it may have been the ghost of the late david bowie we just don't know and until we have conclusive proof one way or the other we're going to say it was well the name that i heard being mentioned was trevor morley i started doing search as to which radio show trevor morley does at this time of night and anyone that i found is somewhere in new zealand here we go what are the chances of that here we go chris trevor morley yeah died Ten years ago, this very night. How freaky, how freaky deaky is that, my friend? That is proper terrifying. That's, um, that's, um, that's Scooby-Doo and Shaggy and all that sort of stuff. Isn't it? Spooky, isn't it, really? Isn't it? it? Getting stoned in the mystery machine. Chris, what have you got for us now? It better be good after all this. Can I, can I turn it a little bit serious? Yeah, sure. I'll get rid of the Halloween music. Let me get rid of the Halloween. Yes, go on then. All right. Um, I, I, I asked this question from a point of experience because it's something that's happening to me at the moment. Yes. Okay. Um, I want... I've got a... I've been, had an urgent referral um, for a mental health assessment. Yes. And um, for long-standing reasons with the trust in question, I want to record the assessment. Okay. There have been factual inaccuracies in my medical records. And yeah. Breaches of confidentiality, and it all went. It all got litigate. Uh, it all got litigious. Yeah. And I ended up winning. Yeah. And um, they have cancelled oh. my appointment for an urgent referral on the basis that I want to record that assessment. Oh. What? If, what? what they're, they're, why don't they want it recorded? Um, well, they say it's trust policy, and so the natural thing for me to do, and the thing that I did do, was to ask them for a copy of their trust policy, their policy document, yeah. which they cannot and will not provide, and we all know why they cannot and will not provide it. That's because there isn't one. Um, and why are you so keen that you do want it recorded? What are you worried will happen if you do not have um, a reco- recorded evidence of what was said? Well, your, your, um, your medical records can be considered, in, in some circumstances, um, a legal record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my medical records um, state that I am married with a wife. Um, I've never been married and what? don't have a wife. What? Um, and there's a whole... Well, hang on a minute. Now, you said it was for mental health. Yeah. How, how mental is it? Because maybe you do Maybe you do have a wife, Chris, and you've no, forgotten. I, I'm I've, making, um, I, I'm actually, making I've it. I've actually asked all the people that I've known for, um, for, for many, many years yeah. if they remember me ever coming to my wedding. And I contacted the government records office at a cost of £23.45 for each three years. So why have they got you down as married? Uh, there's a whole series of lie or um, in- inaccuracies. Sorry, not can't, I can't say lies. I can't say lies. Inaccuracies in my medical records, and because of all this, the only way, rather than playing the he said she said game, and we both make written notes, is let's just record it. They can record it as well. Have they Have taken to- off your record? The, the bit about you being married now. Uh, they're still on there. What they've done, the most they'll do is put an addendum onto my notes, saying. Um, Ah, well, they haven't provided me with a copy, but presumably it's going to say that um, 
I disagree with the entry of such and such a date which states that I'm married. I said, I disagree that I'm married. Yeah. Well, can I ask you? Can I ask you what the mental health problem is that you are seeking help with? Um, I don't think it's probably been diagnosed yet. This is a long, this is a long-going issue, and um, the trust itself has um, has been a um, major contributor to it over the last two years and nine months. Yeah. Gosh. I'm gonna say. I mean, I don't know how much you know about the. Um, Data Protection Act, but Section 36 oh. exempts me from it as not being a data controller. You'd have, if you're going to record somebody, you'd as a data controller, like a, a company or organisation, you would inform them. Hence, you can't the... you can, can can you not um, in, instead of recording it, can you not take a friend with you? Uh, they wouldn't want to without that sort of assessment. I, I would I would have to be deemed that the um, the legal term for that, if I was mentally incapacitated, would be a next no, friend. No, 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 no. You can take a friend into a medical assessment with you. Of course you can. Well, they would um, they would be even less keen on that taking place. Well, have you asked them? Um, no. No, I don't. No. Want, I, I don't. I don't want that to happen. I want the recording. It is well, a they, definitive they, proof yeah. of what was said. But. Um, is there not a possibility that you are making things more difficult for yourself than you need to by sticking to this recording point when there are perhaps other options you could investigate? No, because I am enabled under the law to do it covertly. But they're saying I can't do it openly. And I think about that. You're allowed to do it covertly. But I'm not allowed to do Who it. Who says you're allowed to do it? Who says you? I didn't think you were allowed to record things covertly unless oh, no, it's public are. interest. If, if you're so, Pop Radio's got a um, um, we're part global, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, no, we we we're News Corp now. News Corp, my UTV and then News Corp. Sorry, my apologies. Um, you will be a data controller, right? And um, um, Section Data Protection Act um, applies to you. It doesn't apply to me as an individual. Um, you're not allowed so, to record people secretly. Yes, you are. No, you're not. Yeah, you are. No, Chris. No, you, you, in, I you're not, you, you're not allowed. I assure you, I promise you, happy to make a bet on this, mate. Happy to make a bet. I promise you, Section 36 of the Data Protection Act would allow you to covert, covertly record a conversation as long as you are present at for the duration of that of that conversation, and you're doing it for um, um, personal reasons, individual um, reasons. I, you're not going to do anything sort of nefarious or mischievous with it. You can't use it um, in litigation, um, and you do not require the. Um, the consent. Okay. Why are you making it more difficult for yourself than you need to? They don't want to record it, so either take them um, to the ombudsman or, or whoever that may be, or take a friend with you, which you are allowed to do. You are allowed to have a friend in any medical examination. It sounds like, Chris, you're just trying to make problems for yourself when, when, when actually you don't need to. No, because the, the inaccuracies that have appeared in my Well, then take, a fr- take someone with you. Well, the, the inaccuracies that have appeared in my medical records before have, have caused problems further down the line. So what, what, what better than to have an absolute... I'll tell you what would be better, truth. having a friend there with you. But then, it's, then it simply becomes a case of he said, she said again, as opposed to, well, let's, let's, all, have a, let's all have a copy of the recording. And tell, well, the friend can take notes. Again, it's just a written record.
and it will be up against. But if them, they're not going to let you do it, either um, do it co- well, do it covertly then, if you want to. Well, yes, that that would be the option. But if they thought, I'm, but they they've cancelled my urgent referral. Because it sounds like you're being a pain in the ass. If I'm completely honest, it does. If you if you think you're allowed to record it covertly, and I I don't, you know, you seem to know it better than me. I don't think that's the case, but you claim it is. Well, then just go and record it covertly. Well, yeah, now, now I've said to them overtly that I want to record it. They're all getting rather twitchy. Cancelled an urgent referral. I had an urgent referral for today at two... Or yesterday now, Wednesday. But why was it urgent? What, what, why was it urgent? What, they, they worried you were going to kill yourself or what? Uh, they were was concerned. It? Right. They were, they were, my, my GP had, has, has, has concerns. You sure that's the only reason that they've cancelled it? And maybe cause, yes, not because it's just like absolutely. busy because it's Christmas. Absolutely, they 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 want to find out. They want to check well. the law, and they've told me it is trust policy. Okay. And which one? I said, okay, if it's trust policy, let's have a copy of the policy document then, which well, should be freely available. Yeah, it it's does not sound. Controlled document. But Chris, it does sound like you, I, 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 I want you to get the help that you need to get right. And it sounds to me. And we've spoken for ten minutes. I don't know what's going on, but it does sound to me like you're being quite argumentative. Um, I have reasons to be this way, but but what but, but yeah, of course. Over I, the last nearly three years, I can understand that. Um, but you can also then you can understand perhaps that that why they would be reluctant to deal with someone who's being argumentative. Um, I don't. Know, I still don't understand the married thing. I mean, that's just weird. Surely you can go. Surely you can get it taken off your record that you're married if you've never been married. No, the most that they were prepared to do is put a an addendum on on my notes yeah. which state that I disagree with the date with an entry of such and such a date which states that. Oh well. As opposed to delete what is factually inaccurate. What you believe to be factually inaccurate. No, no. What is factually inaccurate? Well, no, what you believe to be factually inaccurate. I know I've never been married. You You're believe? Try and, um, you believe that. you've never been married? No, no, no. Don't go down this line. I no. know I haven't. No, no. I, I, I believe I have been married. But, I don't know. You believe that you haven't been married. I am absolutely sure... I haven't been married. Okay, well, then they're, they're, they're not sure, and for whatever reason that may be, and they obviously don't want to make any mistakes again, so they're, they're, they're going to do things as much by the book as they have to. Oh, if, um, if only that had been the case, and it hasn't. If that, if that was the case, then they wouldn't have breached confidentiality. The fourth principle of the Data Protection Act states that medical records should be accurate and wherever possible up to date. Well, then, then, then take them to court and get the records changed. I'm so confused by this. It, it, it seems it's like it's 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 the the efforts on me the the expense well, yeah, the, 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 is, is mine, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. If, if the, the, you're not going to be able to move forward unless you give a little bit of flexibility. So so if I don't say I'm really sorry, I, I'm, of course I'm not going to record it. But then you've got a recorder in your pocket. I don't, I don't think that's legal, but you seem to think that is. Or take a mate with you. It is absolutely, and to, it, it, it's it, well. Then I do it. Useful for people to know this. Well, then, uh, well, I, well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Re- no, 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 Chris. Hang on a minute. I'm not having you given out legal advice 
It's not legal advice. I'm well, no, but you, OK, this is what you believe to be the case. I dispute this a lot. I don't think you're allowed to record people secretly. Section 36, Deputy Protection Act, in. Well, well uh, Chris, uh, that's what you're saying, but I have to cover myself that okay. I don't think it's legal and people will make up their own minds when they... Uh, 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 but I'm saying I don't think it's legal to secretly record people. Okay. Um, um, but you're going to have to be a little bit flexible, otherwise they're not going to see you. Um... Well, I, I think the trust is going to find itself on the, um, um, in a whole lot of trouble if this, um, okay. if, if this goes. But, you know, I, I, I would urge people if they are, you know, um, the Information Commissioner's Office uh, are the guardians of three acts, freedom of information, date protection, okay. and, and okay. Okay. a new one which I can't remember, if there are any doubts about this, whether or not you can pervert uh, it. I don't know what, 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 and what was the point of the call? I, I, it's a fascinating story, but I wondered what, what you were hoping it would achieve. Would you, would, would you ever do you foresee the situation or consider the situation where you would um, record a meeting with your GP? Would you do it? Would you, would you, the, fact that, the fact that I feel I need to should demonstrate the level of distrust that takes place. No, I'd take a friend with me. Would you? Yeah, I would, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, to- I know. I totally would take a friend with me, um, just in case my, it, it, you know, my mental capacity was so skewed that I wouldn't believe what you know that I would misinterpret what I'd heard said to me and what I heard on the recording. I'd take someone with me who could, who could, um, who could, uh, we could discuss it afterwards and discuss the meaning of what was said. Okay, so let's give you the example. If, if, your, well, if your neighbour yes. was a, uh, an oncology nurse, okay, she was a, 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 a cancer uh, specialist nurse, yes. okay, and um, you had a meeting at the oncology department, yes. and you, um, you decided to record the conversation because... I'm not recording it, I'm taking a friend. Okay, okay, you're taking a friend, but let's say this this is the person. Why not record the conversation, take it back to your neighbour and your good friend who you've known for ten, fifteen years, and it comes the friend, the friend, because the friend, the friend who came with me could, the friend who came with me could ask questions that perhaps the shock of me speaking to an oncologist I would forget to ask. Mm, Okay, no, I I would. Wanted and you want to record it, Chris? We're at the end of the show, mate. I'm, I'm sorry, Ken. I'm sorry we didn't get time to um, to speak to you. I'm, I, 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 I don't know. That was an unusual ending to the show, wasn't it? Thank you, Chris. Sorry, Ken. I do apologise. <coughs> that went on a little bit longer than I was expecting. Thank you, Edward. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, you, dear listener. Thank you, everybody who calls in, everybody who listens, people watching on the Facebook page. It is much appreciated. Two more shows to go, and then it's Christmas. Who'd have thought? The two mics are up next until tonight at 10. Ta-ta. Christmas on Talk Radio. I bid ye good tidings. Talk Radio. Ho, ho, ho! We'll get you talking.